Welcome, everybody, to episode 132 of the Thumbstick Athletes Podcast. I'm your host, Dan. I'm Will. I'm Corey. Uh, no, Eric, today we weren't able to sync up schedules, so uh, Eric will not be joining us this week, but uh, hopefully we'll so see no him next week. no soccer talk, <laughs> if, that's you, if that's what you tuned in for. Right, yeah. No no FIFA. Um, Tottenham. T- today's episode, what? Tottenham. Tottenham? Yeah. Was there a big game or something? Yeah, they played Arsenal. Oh. I don't know. I don't know either. Uh, today's episode was supposed to be on the Banner Saga, but uh, Will didn't get enough chance to play it. I haven't played it at all. Uh, Corey's the only one that played it. He, he talked about it last week, too. So we're actually going to delay that episode until Will can get more time with it, until I buy it. So we will have a Banner Saga episode um, maybe mid to late February, I would have to say. So stay tuned for that. Today's episode is going to be just the news. So um, we're going to have our normal nibble bit, nibble bit segment, probably a little bit shortened. Uh, and then during the main segment, we'll be talking about some of the news items that, that require a little more discussion than just your average nibble bit. So anyone have anything they want to tease? Um, uh, I played a little Rust. Oh, okay. Very briefly. Very, very briefly. Nice. I'll explain why later. Okay. Uh, it had less to do with the game than my overall situation. Uh, okay. What else did I play? Oh, I finally played Far Cry 3 Blood Dragon. Oh, nice. Uh, I also played a little Anno 2070. Yeah. And I played a lot of Where's My Mickey on my iPhone. Okay. Excellent. Will, do you have anything you want to tease? Nothing. Okay. Uh, the only thing I have that I want to tease is I got... Uh, an invitation to the Steam in-home streaming beta, so I'll be talking about that during my... I'll talk about it during my week, my, my experiences with that thus far. Uh, okay, Nibble Bits. Corey, why don't you guys start with some Nibble Bits? I think... Um, I'll save... Because I know we're doing just the news. Uh, I'll just do one for, for my Nibble Bits, because there's not really much discussion. The slimmer PlayStation Vita model is coming to the UK on February 7th. Sony announced this at a London press conference. It's already it's the one that's already out in Japan. Um twenty yeah. percent slimmer and fifteen percent lighter. You guys think you'd notice that in your hands? Uh I it, when I held Eric's for a few minutes it never felt heavy. Yeah. But do you think you'd notice if it was fifteen percent lighter? Probably, probably not. Pro- probably after a while after you've I mean, been that's playing just it for some hours. goo on the buttons, isn't it? Yeah, that's not very much. Maybe if I held uh, both, so like held one and then held the other, I might yeah. notice. But is it like the weight of an iPhone, Dan? A Vita, maybe a little heavier. I would say heavier. More like a 3DS. Yeah, probably. It's comparable. Maybe even a little heavier than the 3DS. Okay. Uh, has a high def five inch LCD. Uh, sports six hours of gameplay on the battery. Does replace the proprietary charging cable with a micro USB, which is always nice. Yep. Nobody's gonna complain about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, no news regarding a North American release for that. Um, it's coming, I'm they, sure. Yeah, I guess Sony said that they deal with each territory individually. So yeah. it'll be here. 
Yeah. Um, and the, the Amazon has had the Vita for sale on Amazon for, I said Amazon for, uh, I think 190. So if you're looking to get the older model, if you like the older model, now's the time. Clear in stock. That's, that's pretty cheap. Yeah. That's what I would have to say is they're, they're trying to get rid of the older systems. So yeah. Okay. Anything else? That's all. All right. Uh, I will go next. Microsoft now owns the former Epic IP Gears of War and is taking complete control of the franchise. Microsoft owns all the past games and has control over those, obviously, as well as future ones, which will be coming from Vancouver, British Columbia-based Black Tusk Studios. I guess they even hired, Black Tusk even hired some former Epic uh, people to work on the Gears of War franchise for them. Uh, they also apparently were they were working on an original IP, which I remember seeing um, during the Microsoft press conference at last last year's E3. I don't remember anything about it. It was like a stealth game where the there was a guy climbing a skyscraper and he crashes in through a window. Oh, that was Black Tusk. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that, that's the game that they were working on. So, um, uh, we'll we'll see how that goes. Uh, let's see. You guys want more Gears of War? Not really. I really like Gears of War three. I won't probably play it because it's on you know Microsoft system, and I don't know if I'll ever get one of those. We'll have to see. Did you guys like Judgment? Didn't play it. I didn't play it either. No. I, that's right after I'd gotten rid of my Xbox when that came out. That was on my game I'll least likely ever to play. Okay. <laughs> uh, Mario Kart eight will have a global release date in May, according to Nintendo. So that's good news. I can't wait for that game. Yeah, me neither. I, that's a day one buy for me. Dan. What? You know what game I think they should make for the Wii U? What's new that? Strikers. Oh, yeah. Wouldn't that be awesome? Yeah, Strikers was great. I want a new tennis, or a new golf. Yeah. No, they should They should do all those. The sports games were always fun for the, for the, for the Wii. And it's weird, Nintendo Strikers had, like, that edgier feel to it, because, like, they gave Daisy and Peach that sex appeal, and Waluigi the... Yeah. You know, when he scored a goal, he did the gesture yeah. to his, his wiener? Yeah. Yeah. It had a weird edge to it for a Nintendo game. Gave it personality. Yeah, that was good stuff. Uh, you know, again, uh, probably a better game to be played multiplayer. Oh, Corey, yeah. Shaking yeah. your head over there. <laughs> if you have someone to play, it's a lot more fun. Sure. But that's the case with any game, as Eric likes to say. I don't think so. No? Oh, there's Scrolls Online. No, there's games that I well, want to play different. by myself. <laughs> okay. Uh, that's it for me for Nibble Bits. What do you got, Will? Uh, I'm saving one, and these other two don't really, I mean, matter as much. Uh, I mean, Tropico 5 is coming to the PS4. I don't think I've ever played a Tropico game. I install. I have Tropico 3 and 4 I that I got t- from a bundle. I do, too. And uh, I actually installed Tropico 3. I was going to play it on my laptop, but I don't know why I didn't. I, I'll, I'll probably get it. I'm, I don't, I'm not even sure what it is. It's a city-building simulation where you, you take control of, like, a... A Caribbean island, and you you run the government and the city, and okay, yeah, that's actually neat. It's, you're kind of the head of your own country. Kind of cooler than I is there thought. because yeah. it's like based in uh, what's the, what's the word like a Latin America kind of thing? Is yeah. it more less democracy and a little bit more? Well, I think you can, seedy drug cartel kind of stuff. You you can run it like that. I think you kind of have the choice whether or not you want to be like focus on tourism or if you want to you know focus on on drug trade type of stuff. I think I think you have the choice in what you want to do for that. I always think of Cuba when I see. Yeah, that's that's what shows. they're going for. Kind of okay. like Banana Republic type huh. of type of government. You know. Okay. 
That's, that is, that's kind of cool. Yeah. I didn't think of that. I take that back, Tropico. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. No, they seem cool. Easy will. I've never played it, but they seem cool. <laughs> I shouldn't throw these assumptions around. <laughs> um, and my next one is one that is just kind of funny. Uh, did you guys read about the guy in Kansas who rushed into his burning house to save his Xbox? I heard about it. <laughs> that's pretty what, great. What a hero. Yeah. Came out fine. Was it an Xbox 360? They didn't specify that. Okay, they weren't sure. That's a bit much. <laughs> It's funny because I read like a, uh, a another story that week that was about somebody who ran into a burning house to save people, and like he ran in three different times to save three people, and when he ran in to get the fourth, he died. Yeah, I heard about that. And I had the two stories confused, and I thought he died when he went in to get his Xbox. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Turns out he's all right, huh? Yeah. He said okay. the firefighter saw him run in and. <laughs> It came out a couple minutes later with everything. Got to do what you got to do. And I, I forgot guess. who one of the writers on Kotaku said, I don't know about you guys, but I would have done the same thing with all six of my consoles. <laughs> yeah. Six trips. I'm trying to think what, like, I would probably, I would probably try to get my Wii U. Would you? Yeah, because my PC, everything's backed up anyway on what Steam. I wouldn't lose any of my games or anything. What about your PS4? <laughs> I don't have anything on it. It's not, it hasn't been out long enough. <laughs> Watch it burn. Yeah. If you had to run into your burning house to grab one object or thing, what would it be? Uh, oh man! Besides, you know, like not people. people. Yeah, not yeah. people or animals. Maybe my I phone. I don't have much. That's sad that I'd run in to grab my phone. That's really sad, Will. It probably would be the Wii U. Yeah. Because like not I'll, your PS4. No, no. I told <laughs> you I haven't. I, well, all that stuff's on Steam. I'm not going to really lose anything except for maybe uh, maybe some saved games. You know, yeah. a lot a lot of that's backed up on the cloud anyway. So, fair enough. I mean, I would say my new TV, but I'm probably not strong enough to. Well, adrenaline. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe I'll find out. I am by myself this week. Yeah, because like pictures and stuff, that's all backed up on the cloud. I wouldn't need to worry about any of that stuff. But it's tough to say. I probably wouldn't go back in the burning house, if I had to be honest, if there was no people or animals to save. Yeah, this is assuming <laughs> that the animals and people are out. Right, yeah. Because yeah. if the animals are in there, I'm going to grab my cats. Right, exactly. Kitties. So, yeah. What about you, Corey? Probably my laptop. There you uh, go. Only because I have a lot, like, we were just talking before we started how old our laptops were. Mine's about three years old. I have three years worth of stuff on here. And none of it's backed up. You should back it up yeah, to the cloud. You should. I know. Like all our Thumbstick Athlete stuff from day one. Oh, from yeah. August 2011 is on here. Uh, you know, pictures and stuff that I ripped off my phone so I could have more storage room on my phone. All my, like, writing and stuff that I've done. All my stuff from college is still on here. You should really back that up soon. <laughs> yeah, I should. Okay. Like right now. There's got to be an easy way to do that. Well, what's that? What's that one that um, Leo Laporte on This Week in Tech always talks about? The there's a lot of cloud storage it. stuff. I use uh, SkyDrive. Okay. Microsoft. I forget what it's called, but he always he always talked or he used to talk about it. it Carbonite. You don't have to do anything. There's Carbonite. Car- I think it's Carbonite. Yeah, and it does it automat like it doesn't use any system resources, and it only works when you're not working. Oh, that's good. Because it took me. I mean, this was before I upgraded my internet, but I had like. I think I had like 15 gigabytes worth of stuff, pictures, videos, and stuff of you know the kids, and it took like four days to upload it all. Yeah, wow. 
I'm sure that Time Warner throttled me too when I was doing that. But oh yeah, they saw you were about ready to do it. I know. So they throttled. Like, it. Oh boy, big upload. We better we better slow this on down. It should be two days, but it made it four. Yeah, it should be better now, but who knows? Yeah. Okay. I do. I did back up one important uh, one important video on our thumbstick athletes. Uh, what you call it? YouTube. Uh, no, the Dropbox. Will's last at bat as a senior in high school. Oh, nice! Hey, I'm honored. Yeah, I still got to get that video from you. And they're saying in the chat that all my porn is on my laptop. <laughs> that's, that's why I want it. Well, I'm I'm always surprised when people are caught with weird porn on their computer. Yeah, like, why, why are you downloading that stuff? Just stream it. Well, the ones that get caught with the that weird stuff are the type of people who would download it. Yeah, that's true. Good, good but I, I'm also like like our. Is someone else planting this stuff on your computer? Because, like, who, like you said, who downloads porn? Oh, that happens. Stream it. I know. I'm sure that it happens. does. So I don't know. Anyway, back if on you topic. Don't want to ruin someone life, someone's life. Put some child pornography on their computer. Yeah, no kidding. Where right. were, where were we? The government does it. Nibble, nibble bits, exactly. <laughs> uh, do we want to talk about our weeks? Sure. Okay. Will, what, what do you got going on? Um, I started school back up. I would talk about it, but one of the things I want to talk about was my film analysis teacher, which Eric had. Yeah. So Great. I'm going to wait to talk about that when he gets here. Mm-hmm. Um, my parents are in Florida, so I'm by myself. So I'm probably just going to play video games. Try yes. to. Um, four in February is coming up, so I have a lot of work to do. Yeah. Uh, and you won't be bothered. No. No, nothing will be bothering me. Are you going to start right at midnight? Friday night? Probably. I am too. Are you are you skipping any days of college? No. <laughs> I probably not necessary. I, right? No. My I mean like I said my schedule is way lighter than it was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And I mean the classes are pretty easy. Besides one, my biology class is kind of going to be kind of hard, but right. but other than that. Did yeah, you get that override thing that we talked about? Um I would have been the fourth person in line for the override. So I bet you more than four people dropped the class. I don't know because I know somebody who's in it, and they said it's still full. Uh, well, it's still the first week, isn't it? Yeah, but I don't want to go in more than two weeks late. All right, okay. Because being uh, coming in on the third week of chemistry is going to be hard to make uh, yeah. up. Yeah, that's hard. If you're in like history or something, whatever, but that'd be easy. Yeah, chemistry, but like it's a little more hard. I mean, chemistry is the main part of my major. Right. And I don't want to go in late with a chance of failing it and then you know screwing myself over. So that's mm-hmm. why I'm not going to risk it. I'm just going to go at it next semester. Mm-hmm. Okay. But that's about it. All right. How about you, Corey? Got quite a few things I wanted to mention. One of them being that I watched the movie The Wolf of Wall Street finally. Oh. I've heard good things. It's really good. Uh, I could see why a lot of people have some issues with it. It's uh, the whole like moral ambiguity stuff. The the main. It's actually based on a, a true character, uh, a true real life person. It's a, based on his memoirs, um, and he's la- like all the awful things they do. There's never really like the movie never tries to hint or anything that what they're doing is wrong like it just seems like a big party the whole movie and it's a lot of fun to watch but i can understand why people have some issues with it but it's also three hours long oh wow my Uh, god so i watched an hour and a half one night and an hour and a half the other night which i think is a perfect way to watch it uh it's that kind of movie that you can do that too you don't really lose much from splitting uh, up 
from doing that. But I highly recommend it if you're looking for good movies. It's Leo, Leo DiCaprio. I don't know. I should recommend it to Eric. I don't know if he's seen it yet, but I know he likes Leo a lot. Yeah, Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill's in it. Jonah Hill has a great character. He's got these really white, like, veneers on. Yeah. So funny. <laughs> he looks he's silly. He's a funny guy. Yeah. Uh, Shane from Walking Dead is in it. Oh, yeah. Matt McConaughey's in it. Uh, but it's just about, you know, Wall Street dudes doing cocaine, making a lot of money, mm-hmm. and getting investigated by the FBI. Oh, nice. <laughs> okay. Corey, I have a question, a question yeah, about ahead. why are movies now like two and a half, three hours? They used to be like 80 minutes. They're not. Just the good ones are. Okay. Is it just because they have the money to make it longer? Like... No, I mean, because they know that if it's not a good movie and you have to sit in there for three hours that people aren't. Because some they make movies that are not good. Yeah. You know, to capitalize. There's still a lot something. of bad movies out there. Yeah. Yeah, he's right because you know they won't make a, b- a bad movie three hours long because yeah. you know, people won't sit through it. That's true. If I, I had to guess, it's just something I noticed that every new movie I'm hearing is two and a half, three hours. And yeah. I don't ever remember movies being that long, but right. I don't watch a lot of movies, so I'm the wrong person for yeah. that. But yeah, okay. The other thing, speaking of viewing stuff, I watched. Have you guys heard of Shameless? Yeah. No. <laughs> have you seen it? Well, I haven't seen it. I've heard of it though really good i think it's a showtime series uh starring emmy rossum she's the chick from uh from phantom of the opera oh yeah um and i i'm in love with her i Mm -hmm. i fall in love with talent pretty easily and she was really good in phantom of the opera so that's an automatic you know i'm in love with her okay but it's a really good tv show it's about like a uh struggling impoverished family living in Chicago without their parents or you know, their dad's a drunk uh, their mother is MIA to start the series anyway I guess it's kind of a spoiler but uh, it's a really good series really funny and uh, dark dark comedy okay which I'm into yeah so if you're looking if you have those channels and it's it's nice to have like I I don't really ever watch TV, but it is nice to have the premium channels because there are some really good shows. Well, on. that's where the good stuff is on is yeah, is on yeah. the the cable the, your AMC's and and was you said Showtime. Yeah, Showtime. What what's the uh, HBO is yeah. another one. HBO, uh, what yeah. what's on um what's that Black Sales show on? Is that A and E? Maybe. Uh, I'm not sure. I think Although, that's a premium channel, isn't it? Isn't that like a Showtime or a Stars? Yeah, uh, it might be Stars. That could very well be. I'll have to check that out. But that, yeah, that looks interesting because it's about pirates. So, who doesn't like pirates? I know. Okay. Anything else, Corey? I've been trying to learn how to shave like a full-grown man. I switched. I've never been able to shave with a cartridge razor, uh, which is what a lot of people use. And there's a pretty good subreddit on Reddit called Wicked Edge, and it's all about you know the lost art of shaving and how our grandparents used to do it and why they did all the stuff that they did. And uh, so I went ahead and bought myself a double-edged razor. You were kind of... I didn't know you were serious about this, by the way. Oh, yeah, I'm serious. And I've had it for like a month now, and I've just been sampling different things. But the double-edged razor, it kind of looks like a cartridge razor, but you just put a blade in, and it's just like a blade. It's not like a cartridge, Uh you know, like a Bic or a Gillette or something. Um, And it's just all the steps involved to shave this way is crazy but it's fun and 
it makes it so I can shave my neck without getting razor burn. Oh, okay. If you're real badass, you can shave with a straight edge razor. I've always wanted to do that, but I won't. <laughs> yeah. Too much I, of a I kind of, I don't know. I kind of feel like that would be easier than a double edge razor. I'm not really too sure. It's really hard to get the, uh, the like angle down. Yeah. And what you're supposed to do is, this is the steps. You put some pre-shave oil on your face to soft. Well, first of all, you have to take a hot shower, wash your face in warm water, soften the beard, and then you put some uh, pre-shave oil on your face. I have lavender oil that I put on. It's adorable. On that. Gives you a nice glide with the razor. <laughs> nice. And then you take your brush. Uh, you have to have a brush. Put some shaving cream in a bowl. Uh, build up a nice lather with the brush and you put the shaving cream on your face with the br- brush going in the direction of your your beard or facial hair rather than against the against the grain you go with the grain mm-hmm. uh, which is really hard because that's a problem a lot of people have on their necks especially the growth is so weird on your necks it, your neck it goes in different spots so you got to figure that out ahead of time yeah. and they even recommend like drawing on your face which way the hair is going okay to make it easy the first time you shave then you build up that nice lather uh you got your shaving cream on you take the razor you have to hold it at a like a perfect angle not apply any pressure and just kind of let the razor do the work and just guide it along your face you just do short little strokes rinse short little strokes rinse and then once that's all done you put on the the aftershave or rinse with some cold water put on the aftershave good to go pat dry if you have a, a towel I am, I am way too lazy to do all that stuff. I'd be a bloody mess by the end. It gets to the point, though, where, like, you get kind of good at it, yeah. and it becomes worth it because, you know, like I said, I've never been able to shave without getting really bad razor burns, just the way my skin is. I've never been able to shave with a regular cartridge razor. I've always just used clippers and trimmed. Um, so I, I started doing that, and it, it works. Yeah. Good, it's good stuff. Like I said, you have to sample different. You buy uh, razor blade sampler packs so you figure out the blade that fits your skin. I have not quite there yet. I found a couple that are close, um, huh. but I'm waiting to see if there's a better one before I settle in on one. Okay. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, that's why I keep a, a light beard. <laughs> it's a lot of steps. <laughs> it is a lot of steps. But like okay. I said, it, it gets yeah, to the point where... It. You don't really lose much time, you know? Yeah. Well, you probably get, like you said, get good at it. It doesn't take you very much. <clears throat> it's kind of nice to have the ritual, too. It kind of wakes you up a little bit in the morning. Yeah. Okay. But, uh, I guess the last thing I should talk about, and sorry for taking up so much time, is, oh, but I got, my, I, th- I got my 3DS. That's awesome. So, what yeah. do you think? Black on black. What do you think? Uh, I haven't played a game on it yet. The oh, only okay. game I have is Fire Emblem, and I'm not allowed to play it until Saturday. Okay. Is the uh, have the votes been tallied finally? All all of them? I think I didn't I didn't collate them, but I think we can glean it from the I, feedback that we got. Okay, because there might be some close ones. I think I'm tied. We'll I know to, which one's mine. It. It's definitely Fire Emblem. Yeah, that's why I bought it. Yeah. See, my, mine and Will's are close. I think Eric's not close, right? Eric's is probably Half Life. Okay. I think. So yeah, we'll 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 talk about that later. That's awesome. But uh, I bought it used. Uh, it's a refurb Amazon warehouse deal, but it looks brand new. Yeah, their stuff know, is always I'll, nice. Maybe I'll discover an issue with it at some point. It was 148 bucks, uh, which is fine. And then I got a used copy of Fire Emblem, which was only 25. That's not bad. It's been on sale uh, for 32, but that's still kind of a lot. But it's yeah. worth it's worth it for that game. Yeah, 
So that's what I've been doing. I uh, I wish they had an option because when I got it, every time I opened up something, it's like, hey, there's an update for this. And it's like, why can't I just press something at the beginning that says update all? Update all, you know? yeah. I just want the most recent everything. I don't care yeah. about, you know, whatever. I just want the most recent everything. I uh, but I was messing around with the Street Pass stuff, and uh, apparently you just walk around, and if you're in sleep mode, you'll Street Pass with other people. Uh-huh. Uh, so I took it to work with me today. Uh, just left it in my backpack the whole time, but I, you know, I passed so many people on my way to work. I was, I figured I'm bound to cross paths with at least one person that has a 3ds. Sure enough, I got two two people. Oh, nice! Hey, yeah, this morning. So it's cool. That is and cool. You can play the little mini games with uh, the people you street pass. Nice. Yeah, I never got any use for that feature because I don't, I don't ever go anywhere. So mm. I'm not gonna come across anyone that has a 3ds in their pocket or backpack. Could somebody be driving by? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how, how yeah. close you have to be to them. That, that's possible. Yeah. It's very possible. Uh, my, well, my, Jared has one, my yeah. roommate. Uh, so, like, we street pass back and forth all the time, so there's always yeah. something to to have, to have play in the mini game. But he said he was sitting in the living room on the couch, just sitting there, and somebody walked by outside, and right away he got a <laughs> notification. Oh, that's awesome. Must have had a 3DS on him. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. Okay. Anything else, Corey? No. Okay. Uh, I'm going to start off my week talking about the my experiences with the stream, the Steam in-home streaming. I got the invitation, I think, late last week. I wasn't able to – I probably could have played it before, but I, I, I played it uh, a little bit last night and, and a fair amount today. Um, so all you have to do, obviously, once, once they release it, all you have to do is you sign into your Steam account on another machine, computer, whatever. I use my laptop. Um, and then once the two systems detect each other, it's all, it's only goes through your home network. So, um, once they, it's pretty fast, once they detect each other, then, you, then your, once your library comes up, like on my laptop, I have maybe three or four steam games on it. Um, only stuff that will actually run on it. Whereas on my desktop, I have like 20 steam games. So, you know, when I first fire up steam on my laptop, only those four games are, are highlighted. But, uh, when it connected to my desktop, all the games that were on my desktop were also highlighted on there. So, uh, you know, where it says play on the thing, it'll instead say stream. So, you know, so, you know, you're streaming from your, you know, whatever your primary computer. Um, I started it in my kitchen last night, uh, with crusader Kings two, and it just would not work at all. Not at all. Like, uh, I, I got it fired up and, uh, it just was the lag was crazy because they have us like a stats window that you can bring up uh, for the in, in-home streaming. Um, but it turned out it was just there must have been some interference in my kitchen. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, because I, I tried this morning in the living room uh, and it worked perfectly fine. And, and the, the router's not even in my living room. It's in a, it's, it's a different room in the house. Um, so, you know, I was probably further away from my router than. And I, I did it wirelessly too. I should say on my laptop, they didn't. They suggested using a, a, a wired client, but I was I wanted to test it out on the wireless, you know, to see how it would run. But yeah, I fired up Crusader Kings two. The resolution was a little bit weird on it because my laptop only has a thirteen sixty six by seven sixty eight resolution, whereas my desktop yeah. is is ten eighty p. So that was a little bit weird, but you can go in and change it on the, cause you're actually, you know, the, the game will come up and play on your computer. 
um, on like on my desktop. Even though I was playing on the laptop, it's still on on the desk on the desktop. So, but yeah, that ran fine. I played uh, Borderlands two uh, briefly. It, it actually looked good even with the resolution difference. Um, there's no no issues with that. There is a there was a little bit of of input lag, um, but not nothing that noticeable. Really, um, I wouldn't want to play like Battlefield Four mm. through it. Not that you could through Steam, <laughs> but uh, Call of Duty will say I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to play something like that. A more Twitch based um, game, yeah, or, or even I put. Uh, I wouldn't want to play first person shooter, online first person shooters, real time strategy, or MOBA games through the the streaming. Like I said, this was wireless too, so um, you know it could be could be better wired. Um, it was just a teeny teeny little bit of of latency. It wasn't too bad at all. Um, and that, you know, it gave the the latency time, like, even on the little stats window that they had. Um, and then I played a little Starbound on it, too, just to, just for for laughs, you know. Um, but so, Go ahead. So did you use, uh, like, mouse and keyboard on the laptop, and yep. that was just controlling it? Yep. Um, you can also use a controller if you want. Um, I, I didn't actually try that. Maybe maybe for next week I'll try that. I will try Wired for next week, too, uh, to see if there's there's an improvement. But I was I was actually fairly impressed with it. Um, I guess people had been had had success uh, streaming non Steam games to their other machine or whatever. I tried Guild Wars two and it it just wouldn't work. So um, I haven't had success with that. I'll I'll maybe try some other games to see if I can get them to work. It wouldn't but, work because of lag. No, it just it like the the Guild Wars would come up on the desktop, but the, it wouldn't show the screen on my laptop. Uh, and it would actually freeze for some reason. I don't know why. Freeze that, the laptop. Freeze the desktop. Oh, the free, desktop. Free, it would freeze Guild Wars for some reason. Uh, maybe huh. that's just because it's an MMORPG. I have a couple other games that I could try that are not MMORPGs, and maybe they wouldn't freeze. But yeah. Now, if uh, you if you got up and walked, put your laptop down and walked to your desktop, could you control it from there? Yeah. You could just have a constant thing going. Yeah. Just switch back and forth. Yeah. Does this work on tablets or smart devices? No, but I can imagine at some point that it will. And actually, I'll talk a little bit about that during our 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 uh, main segment. But I I think that Steam will probably want to do that at some point. How did you get into the beta? Did they just invite you? Yep, uh, I had signed to... up to to be invited to any beta events they that they have. I got to do that because it's funny that you bring this up. Uh, because Sunday I actually got really sick and mm-hmm. I'm just now like today's the first day I felt good. I've had a cough, but other than that, I'm fine. Uh, but I was really sick on Sunday and that's my video game day. And I was real disappointed because I kept trying to go and sit at my desktop. Yeah. But it was like, I had like flu, it was just a cold, but I had like kind of flu like symptoms. Uh, and I couldn't like sit up and my head was aching and I just needed to lay down. And I was looking all over on the internet. I'm like, is there a way I can push my video from my desktop onto my laptop? Yeah, and eventually I stumbled on that whole Steam thing that yeah. I didn't even know they were doing that. I I thought that was just a part of the Steam OS thing. That's what I thought. Too. Well, that's what it's going to do. But that that's that's a feat. That's it's going to do essentially the same thing, except yeah. you'll be streaming fr- to your Steam OS machine from your desktop. But you can so just do similar... you can just do it through the Steam client. Yep. Yeah, yeah. That, that's that's what I was. And doing. I was like, oh man, that'd be great. I wish I wish I had that. But I found out like it's just in beta right now yeah. and all that crap. Because that would have been perfect. I could have set my laptop up on my bed and just played whatever yeah no that's that, that's that's what it's yeah that's what it's for um 
oh well yeah <laughs> what can you do but yeah I was, I was fairly impressed with it uh, i didn't think it was going to work my la- like i said my laptop is kind of old and you know the wireless was never good on it so i was surprised that i was able to play as well like i said i will try with the wired connection uh for next week and and see how that goes so uh that's that uh, i'm still doing the diet doing well lost 1.5 pounds from last week uh the ch- thank you <laughs> the cheat day oh. what go ahead no go ahead oh uh cheat day weight finally came off yesterday Ooh. uh it took me four days to get all that that off nice um, and we're gonna have a cheat meal on super bowl sunday but not a full day so oh, there you go but boy did i feel sick man <laughs> <laughs> what'd you eat uh pizza I had pizza. I had fudge. Oh, what do we have for supper? I don't even remember what we had for supper. Oh, we just had like a cheesy meatball dip. Mm. Crackers. It was really good. But that I ate myself meat. sick. That sounds good. Two of my favorite things, cheese and meatballs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that that was fun. Uh, dieting sucks, but it's nice to lose weight. I sleep better. I'm not, I'm not sore all the time. Feel better. I feel I'm way more awake. Yeah. So. It's worth it. Less, less moody. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Are I also... you moody? Are you a moody guy? I not, am. Not generally. No? No. I, I'm I mean, pretty moody. I get in my moods, but not that often. You don't take it out on people. I do. No. No. Not usually. Well, the problem is, is when I'm moody, I just want to be left alone. Yes, exactly. There's people that don't want to leave me alone, <laughs> and they don't get it until I snap. <laughs> then you seem like a jerk. And then I seem like a moody jerk. Yeah. It's like, I tried to just mind my own business. Yeah, I, yeah I'm with you, Corey. Uh, also, I cleaned out my PC in preparation for 4 in February. It needed to be dusted out, so I took the, took the or opened up the case and got my canned air and sprayed it all out. Uh, I did notice that there's quite a bit of caked-in dust that I can't get out of my processor heat sink. Uh, so I'm I actually, when I get my tax return, I'm going to order a new one. Uh, like a, a performance uh, processor heat sink and fan to improve the the cooling on my processor a little bit. Um, so, what are you running at? You know what temperature you run at usually? Uh, I I have a window that alerts me if there's issues. I, I don't yeah. look at it. It's probably a little higher than it should be. Mine mine right now is running at thirty five. Uh-huh. When I play some more intense video games, it's high forties. Okay, that's not bad. It's like 29 when it just sits there, though. Yeah. Idle. Yeah. Yeah, that's not bad at all. I know somebody who's like 80. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Happens. I think, you, I think you're safe until you get to like 100. Isn't that the cut? Or is 80s like the cutoff? No, no that's close. 80s yeah. is kind of high. Most people you'll see uh, that post things performance-wise say they usually like to keep it under like 60. Oh. Uh, but, I mean, it's it's fine. It, the computer would shut shut itself off Down, if it yeah. was a problem. If it was so, too warm. Yeah. Uh, so there's that. And the only thing I wanted to, Eric wanted me to do this actually is plug the Joe Rogan episode with Andreas Antonopoulos. Apparently it's about Bitcoin. It's very oh. informative. So if you're interested in all in, in hearing about Bitcoin, uh, listen to the Joe Rogan podcast with the episode with Andreas Antonopoulos. There's uh, a food cart guy here in, in New York that takes Bitcoins. Oh, really? As food cart, yeah. That's wow. kind of cool. I like that. So, yeah, uh, we'll take a quick break and be back with our main segment, Just the News, right after this.
Welcome back, everybody. Episode 132 of the Thumbstick Athletes Podcast. We are now in our main segment, which Ooh. is now going to be just the news. Uh, I'll get us started first with Star Wars will shortly be available on mobile devices as a turn-based strategy card game called Star Wars Assault Team. It's currently in beta, but will be out later for Android, iOS, and Windows Phone 8 operating systems. Um, I had a couple things I wanted to talk about regarding this. Uh, the first is Star Wars going down the shitter. Ah. Selling out? <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't know. Well, I don't I know. Mean, I don't know about. I don't know about selling out. I think they sold out a little while ago. Yeah, I don't. Um, I don't think that's fair. Why? It's not fair. Why? What if it's awesome? The video game, the card game, no, the, the card game. Well, it, I mean, how how awesome and original can a Star Wars card game be? That's probably going to be magic in the Star Wars. Well, it probably won't be magic in Star in Star Wars. I hope it's awesome. I don't think it's going to be. It could be. Yeah. I don't have a lot of faith um, in, in, in Star Wars' direction with, with Disney anymore. You know my thoughts. Yeah, no, I know you, th- I th- I know you think it's going to make a little bit of a recovery. I actually saw an article someplace on the internet floating around about how Star Wars nerds should, should have faith because the Star Wars name has already been dragged through the mud. That sure. it's not going to it's not going to get much worse. True, That's, can't get worse. Right. So, and, and I agree with them to a certain extent, but um, I don't know. I just I think it would be really hard to put out worse movies than the new trilogy. There's some newer okay tri- newer, pieces. Newer trilogy. Yeah, there's some okay pieces of it, but there was also think like I guess the Clone Wars animated series was really highly highly regarded yeah. and well received. There's some really good video games. Um, which we we may still get. Hopefully. Yeah. I'm still in wait and see mode until they put out something that's absolute garbage. I'm not. Well, that ha- they haven't put, put out anything yet, right? Right. I don't not that I know of. I yeah. mean, they're working on a movie, this card game and Battlefront, right? Ba- uh, Battlefront's of. probably going to be awesome though. Yeah, yeah, unless it has all the problems that full Battlefield 4 had cuz it's made by Dice. Oh, that's right. That's the only thing I'm hesitant about cuz that game is awesome, but I had a lot of yeah, bugs. I for- bugs. I forgot about that. Okay. Was that Dice's fault though i know a lot of people like to blame ea because it's ea but i mean dice developed the game so i'm yeah. assuming it's mainly on on dice but... D- dice isn't completely blame free anyway yeah or shouldn't be i mean they make a good game but i hear that they're just as shisty as ea i guess yeah shisty and you know i, I didn't just want to talk about stars star wars with this i also want to talk about mobile gaming uh kind of in general because i i i'm i've more and more under the impression that mobile gaming right now is just on a bubble and it's going to pop before too long. And I'll tell you what's going to pop it is the traditional platforms, your Microsoft, your X, you know, your Xbox, your PlayStation, uh, and now Steam. I think they are going to figure out a way to get their games on mobile devices so you can play actual games um, on mobile on mobile devices and not the garbage that's out there now. Yeah. Um I agree and disagree. Yeah. Okay. Because, well, well, I mean, it, it depends on the game, first of all. They're right. not going to want to put... I mean, it's the same issue Nintendo has. They're not going to want to put their their games out on, on other devices because then nobody will want to buy the hardware anymore. Yeah. Well, I mean, Steam doesn't have hardware to begin with, so... 
they they might benefit the most from being able to play 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 their games through a Steam app, if you will. Yeah, but it's not. It's also not really those gamers that are playing games on. It's not the gamers that play on consoles that are playing the mobile games. No, I know, but 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 don't you think one if if people start to realize that they're you know that they actually do like games, it's not just the. Uh, words with friends and candy crush saga that hey i actually like kind of like games uh and, and they get maybe introduced in some way to uh games games that they'll be like you know i can find something that i'm gonna like here i don't think so you don't think so no i think i think if if you like games i'm not saying i'm, I'm sure that will happen to a certain amount of people but i think all those people that are sitting there playing candy crush saga and stuff like that. They're not the kind of people that are going to start becoming gamers. Not gamers, but I mean, because there's there is a quite a bit, a quite a few like casual games that you can play um, that I think would uh, appeal to to someone that plays Candy yeah, Crush Saga. Yeah, but there's or... there's also for every you know casual game on Xbox Live Arcade or PSN, there's a thousand on iOS. Right. And, that you know that are people already have their fill. Generally trash. Like flat. But I, I don't I don't see those people. You know, being what I mean, what's a good example of a game on Xbox Live Arcade that, like, a casual game that would appeal to? Oh, I would have no idea. No I idea. I mean, I'm sure there is, you know, at least one or two. Yeah. Um, Castle Crashers. That's a great game. Eh, I don't think that would appeal to girls sitting next to me on the train on the way to her corporate office job who's playing Candy Crush Saga. No, I know, but what, but what about the people that are just doing that to kill the time? Like, like, like you, for example. Uh, you know, you play mobile games, and yeah, yeah, there's a few good ones, but wouldn't you rather be playing one of your Steam games on your mobile device? Yeah, but I think... So that would take away from your playing uh, mobile games and and, we're, and and playing more traditional games. But there's not enough of me playing mobile games. Yeah, I think there's a lot of people... There's a lot of gamers that play mobile games for the same reason I do. It's just convenient, and I want to be able to play a game. Yeah. But I think of all the people that play those casual games, that percentage is very small. Right. Yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah, but do, do you do you also? Because I also thought about it from this angle, and that's that uh, the the all the different studios will kind of combine into you'll have like three big mobile gaming studios that develop games for mobile devices. Your your Zynga's your, uh, and then EA obviously has their own. I, I think it's. Do you think it's all going to go into those those couple platforms, and there won't be as much uh, you know rogue uh, developers for mobile games? I don't think so. No. Like, no. Uh, it's so easy to... Well, it's it's, it's relatively easy to de- develop... If you know how to develop games, it's relatively easy to develop a game. And if you have a good enough idea, it's, it's not hard to develop it yourself, push right. it out on an iOS device, and make millions of dollars. Right now. <laughs> I Don't you think uh, companies like EA will try and elbow their way in and, and control the, the... I think they already have. Isn't, yeah. uh, isn't um, Plants for Zombies EA? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I think they'll coexist side by side. Yeah. They, the big publishers see an opportunity to make money. They're going to jump on it, and they have, and they make some pretty, pretty killer casual games, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, but at the same rate, there's still the, the nimble bit team that's coming out with some some awesome games, and there's even smaller developers that are coming out with, just games that are just as big. You know. Yeah. It's just I I don't think there's. There's no, and I think this is the. It's going this way in a lot of, of areas of business. Is you don't you don't need the the big support of a of a big publisher. You know, you can 
with the internet and all the, the tools available to you now, you can make your own thing and, and become extremely wealthy because of it. Yeah. As long as you have the know-how and a uh, good idea. Yeah, I guess, I mean, some of it is wishful thinking on my part. I want to see mobile gaming just crash. Cause I'm I don't tired. know why I'm, you hate I'm it so much. tired of it. Because, like, I've only been occupied by a mobile game. Angry Birds is one of them. Uh, nothing has has appealed to me for more than ten minutes, except for maybe Angry Birds and uh, so you want the whole thing Nibble to Quest. burn crumble. Well, well, no, no. I, I what I don't like what I don't like about it is that companies that that you know like an EA that could make good games and have made good games in the past are shifting uh, game uh, Ubisoft too are shifting focus from traditional games to make mobile games to make a quick buck, and that's what I hate because well, because they're, point, they're, they're Dan, taking resources. I see your point, and I have a perfect example of that. But I will say I'm not as concerned about the whole thing as you are. Yeah. Um, will, do you have an input? Do you have a say? Well, I'm kind of with – I don't know. Really, I'm not into mobile gaming at all. Um, there's this new app that's taking over called Flappy Bird. Corey, you should download it and play it because I want your opinion on it before I talk about it. Flappy Bird. Flappy, Flappy Bird. It's – it's a ripoff of Mario and Tiny Wings. Cool. I want you to play it so you get your opinion on it. And I see games like that that are very... I, I, like, I realize that there's casual games out there and stuff like that, but games like that that get insanely pop- popular that aren't even games bother me. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just coming from a, an experienced gamer, and I can show you way more deserving games to be popular. Why does that bother you guys, though? Why it's... do you care? I don't know why things. I don't understand why you care. Core, I don't. I don't know why things bother me the way they do. Like I said, my my aggravation comes from the shift in focus from traditional games, which I feel like are being at least slightly cannibalized by by mobile gaming. To me, it's the same thing that I, I feel about the whole first person shooter craze. It's gonna. It's, it's like a, it's a fad, and it'll pass. Uh, or, no, uh, I don't think it's a whether it's cycles. a fad or not is beside the point. But like, it's this thing that. I've been doing my whole life and I feel like, you know, it's like I'm the nerd and the jocks just came in and stole my thing from me. Right. Yeah. Kind of thing. Or, you know, like, I I don't think I can't make a good analogy right now, but it's just this thing that I've always, that's always been important to me as a hobby and, you know, as a part of my life. And now all of a sudden all these other people are getting participating in a portion, a portion of it that I don't care about. Um, and that's the same thing I feel with like the casual crowd and the you know the first person shooter crowd, yeah, uh, super competitive bro gamers. Uh, and it, I, I mean, good for them. I don't really care that they're there, but I, I do get you know the what's a good analogy for this? I don't know. I can't think of one right now. Hatred. I do get that. Yeah, there's. I mean, it's a little bit of hate, but it's. I don't think it's deserved. You know, I don't right. think. I don't well, think should hate him. Well, I shouldn't. You can't hate the guy who's just trying to make money. I yeah. guess he's just doing what we all want. Sure. Yeah. I just get it. I, as, you know what? As long as the the Dark Souls and the even like the Final Fantasies and the The Witcher you know, Three. Those, yeah, The Witcher, the Portals. As long as those games exist, hey, whatever. Yeah. And we always have classic games too. Yeah. Yeah, and and there will always always be a market for that. Yeah. Yeah, I just think uh, with things like the, um, I don't know if the Windows Phone Marketplace is a good example, but I, I think having, giving people more options to play like more more traditional games on, on mobile platforms, I, I do think will have 
uh, an impact on the mobile mobile gaming market. Sure. And I, I mean, in there, in, they're there already. There's already some, you know, some ports of uh, games we've grown to love on consoles that are on yeah. smart devices. Yeah. I'm just saying, uh, like, like you're going to be able to to go on a Steam app on your tablet and play Civilization Six, you know, on your tablet. And I and to get back to your point, I, I think that will draw a few people away from yeah. the casual garbage they've, you know, started gaming for. But I don't think it's going to make a, a big difference. Okay. Well, what do you, how many? Well, let's. Uh, I and I will finish this discussion momentarily. But what what about the uh, the bankruptcy of ideas in the mobile gaming market? I mean, don't you think they're going to run out of ideas? I mean, there's always the 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 idea that comes through that's that's a new new idea and fresh idea. But don't you think they're going to run out of those? Or there's going to be so many copycats they're all going to sue each other out of existence? Do you think that that? I don't think so. No. No, I mean, look how many variations on the match three idea there is. I know. Yeah. It's sad. <clears throat> yeah. I don't know. It's Maybe that that's more likely to happen on a mobile device. And I think part of the issue with that is the the, the user input is limited. Um, so the, the good games, in my opinion, are the ones that rely on a very simple concept and then yeah. expand on that. Like Puzzle Quest, I talked about how much I like Puzzle Quest. Because yeah. it is a match three game at its core, but it also has a bunch of uh, RPG elements layered over the top of it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just I think they're you know in terms of of running out of ideas, I don't think that'll happen yeah. anytime soon or ever. You know, I mean they already have uh, are just coming out now. Even though they're a hundred bucks, are the, the attachable Moga. controllers? You know, right? Well, I think that's going to lend more more uh, more input to my, my yeah well to, 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 to my idea of you know having your playstation app that you can play your new ps4 games on you know stream it to your mobile device or, or steam you know i think that's going to be uh more useful for that sort of thing than than for your um yeah farmville yeah but you but, also gotta think i mean games aren't brand new in, in you know, it took a Farmville and it took a Candy Crush Saga to get certain people playing games, and I don't think, I don't think that's going to change. Yeah. Ugh. Anytime I Sorry. read, <laughs> anytime I read so, that someone's focusing more on casual games, it makes my skin crawl. Makes you well, sick. Dan, this is apropos. Then can I jump into mine? Yeah, go ahead. It's very relevant. Uh, Tales of Fantasia is now available on iOS. I don't know. Did you guys read about this at all? Oh, no. I heard that oh. it came out, but... You're going to be surprised at how perfect this is for our discussion. Uh, it was originally a 1995 Super Famicom RPG game. Uh, this version adds touchscreen controls, achievements and leaderboards, voiceovers, and revamped animations, which is all well and good. It's a free-to-play game, but there are a ton of... Or maybe not a ton. I don't know to what extent... I do know to what extent they're in there, but there's in-app purchases, uh, which is fine on its own, but apparently it's disgusting the way it works because they ramped up the difficulty in the game uh, to make it essentially what's called like a hard mode, uh, which means the <clears throat> the bosses and enemies are harder, takes longer to defeat them and all that stuff, uh, and they also remove certain save points. Uh, so what they would do is you'd... Originally, in the original game, you'd get to the end of a dungeon, there'd be a save point, you'd fight the boss. You know, if you died, you could just keep retrying the boss. They would remove the save point at the end of the dungeon right before the boss. Oh. Now, 
<clears throat> that's fine, but what they try to sell you is a resurrection orb for two dollars. So if you get to that if you get to that boss and you die, you can go back to the start of the dungeon where you saved and replay the whole dungeon and then try the boss again, or you can just spend two dollars and be revived. Uh, that's <clears throat> awful. Is so that? there's that, and a lot of people are really upset about it. I did, in their defense, I did read somebody who said. I don't know why everybody's so upset. If you just spend the $5 or whatever to power level your characters, it's really not an issue. You won't need to ever buy a resurrection orb. Okay. I don't know if that's true or not. That was just one comment I read. It could be somebody working for Namco. It's a Namco game. Really? Big publisher. Yeah. Bastardizing a game for the sake of mobile. I don't even think uh, Square Enix doesn't even pull that. Well, that's that was funny because I read a lot of a lot of comments saying God bless Square Enix. You know, <laughs> I will never say a bad word about Square Enix again. Well, they did uh, release all the bravest. That's kind of bad, but that game actually is doing pretty well. It has like a four star rating, does it? And I mentioned I I it was, because I didn't spend any money on it because right. it was free by the time I got it. It was you know it was fine. I had no complaints. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but I do I do understand the ire. Yeah. Uh, you also have to in in Tales of Fantasia, you have to be online to save your game. You have to be connected to the internet to be able to save your game. And what's the purpose of that? I don't know. There is none. DRM. That, I don't. I really see. Don't that's know. that's that what should, that shouldn't be okay. That's what my problem. What my problem is with that sort of stuff. And uh, the Touch Arcade review, uh, which they titled their article. Um, for the review of this game perfectly, it's called How to Destroy a Classic in Three Easy Steps. Uh-huh. Uh, the, the author of that article believes, without hard proof, that they also messed with the drop rates of items, certain uh-huh. items. So you're less likely to... He can't confirm that, but he just has a has a feeling. A sneaking well, suspicion. Yeah. So that's a Namco, not a Square Enix. It's a Namco. So feel free to get out your pitchforks on that one. Yeah, that's pretty bad. Especially if if that was like your game that you loved as a as a as a kid, you know, and and they're doing that to it. Like if they yeah. did that to Final Fantasy VI, oh yeah, I would have smashed all my all my electronics, you know. Which, by the way, I've been looking like three or four times a day to see if that game's up in the App Store. Oh yeah, I'm gonna buy it as soon as I as soon as I get my tax return for my tablet. How much is that gonna be again? I think it's sixteen. Sixteen, yeah, fifteen ninety nine, which, which is, is fine. You know what? Screw it, I'll pay it. Yeah, it's I don't worth care. it. I'm too poor right now. Yeah, me too. Okay. So that's ugly. So, that's just ugly right there. It's very disappointing for, for gamers, especially Tails fans. Yeah. Okay. What what do you got, Will? Mine is that EverQuest Next is coming to the PS4. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a very big uh, MMORPG that will be coming out on the next-gen consoles. Yeah, so. it, and it might be free-to-play because that seems to be the route that SOE is going with their game. I mean, Plant Side 2, yeah, two free. is free-to-play. So. As, as long as it's not riddled with... Which they do a good job in Plant, Plant Side 2 of not having you, like, forcing you to, like, make microtransactions, right? Right, not at all. Um, I... I I don't know. Maybe have thirty or forty hours in Planet Side Two, and I don't know that I spend a dime on it. See, that's good. I mean, if they go the like do a, how uh, Guild Wars did it, that'd be yeah. perfect. Yeah, exactly. I, I I think more more MMORPGs should do that. Mm-hmm. Um, go that route. You know, you, you buy the game, and then it's it's free to play, and then they have like cosmetic and and power up or uh, boost. Yeah, experience boost stuff that you can buy in the store. So is and is ever isn't EverQuest a bigger 
uh, fan base than would you say Guild Wars? Or would you it's say tough to say. It's tough to tell yeah. because I feel like I knew more about EverQuest, like the past EverQuest, than I ever heard about the first Guild Wars. So that's the only reason why I think that. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, so, it's 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 been around a lot longer. So. Okay. So I was going to say, like, if they do the $60 purchase for the game and then free-to-play from there and microtransactions and that, like, how they do it with Guild Wars, like, exactly yeah. like that, I feel like that would be really successful. Yeah, I'll give it a shot, no doubt. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I haven't played an EverQuest game in forever. Yeah. EverQuest 2 is sweet, too. Yeah. <laughs> the appeal of an MMO on a console. What is? Wouldn't you rather just play a single-player game? Well, I'm going to get it for PC, I should say that, but... I like um, sitting on my couch with a controller in front of the television to play video games. Well, Even yeah, if it's I understand that, but why wouldn't you just play a single-player game then? I mean? just feel like a lot of the, you know, what makes an MMO fun is uh, is is being a part of a, a world with other people. Uh, and it's I feel like it's more difficult to do that, um, to communicate with that world of people when you're well, sitting on your couch with no, a controller. No, you're, you're, you're right, but I think of myself in, in Guild Wars 2... 90% of the time I played by myself of the 600 hours that I played 600 plus I should say if that if you had your own server would I play would by myself no I don't think so cuz I like having other people around and you know that was the one game that I got into the 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 player versus player what about that though is why is that fun for you i don't know having people around <laughs> I, I don't know i i kind of like being a lone wolf in a populated world. I mean, that's kind of how I am in real life, too. But It's just like you like being able to see the, the other players yeah. in the game. Make yeah. it feel living. Yeah, cause, yeah because, you know, the, the especially in Guild Wars, the whole economy thing, you know, it was all like a uh, player. I mean, there was loot, too, but uh, there was a lot of it was, was player-controlled economy, you know. Like, that's that stuff's, like, really important to me in a mm-hmm. game, so. Yeah. I, that's fair, right. fair enough. But yeah, it's generally just I like to sit in front of my TV to play video games as opposed to at a computer. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm going to get it. Uh, when I play an MMO, I just think MMO computer, hand in hand. Um, yeah. It's a little weird to play an MMO on a console. Final Fantasy XIV yeah. is going to be weird when I play it on a console. Um, but for somebody like Eric, who's not here, uh, EverQuest Next becoming yeah. a PS4 game is perfect for him, so he yeah. can play it. Yeah. Um, I mean, me and you, are you going to get it for PS4 or do you think you're going to get it for... I, I think I'll probably get it for PS4. PS4? Oh, yeah. okay. So and There's already DC Universe Online on PS4, which I've, I've played. Man. Maybe. One. Unless Corey gets it for... If Corey even gets it, uh, if he gets it for PC, I'll end up getting it for PS4 then, I guess. Corey? I don't know. We'll have to see, huh? Yeah. I mean, yeah. what, it's coming out next year, maybe? End of this year? I don't know. Final Fantasy fourteen or Oh, EverQuest Next. Yeah, EverQuest Next. Possibly this year. Possibly, okay. Yeah. I haven't heard anything solid. Yeah. So. All right. Uh, I guess I'll go next. Nintendo CEO Satoru Iwata has taken a 50% reduction in his usual salary in response to his company's recent struggles. Uh, Nintendo, obviously. His pay cut will last for the next five months. Uh, while other Nintendo board members will see a 20 to 30% pay cut. Now, I saw that, and at first I was a little bit surprised, but then I was uh, I was pleased with that. Uh, it was voluntary, which is great. Um, but uh, if that had happened in America, he would have gotten a huge bonus and a pay raise. Like, not enough of that happens. This bonus as an investment in your investment in our company. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> 
anytime you see like a company doing bad, like the 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 CEO really doesn't ever take the blame. Yeah. Um, I feel like Satoru Iwata is taking this on his shoulders a little bit and saying, you know, we have to get better. Um, and as making an example by taking a huge pay cut, I'm sure his salary is no no small amount of money. No. So that's a lot of money well, we're talking about. Well, now, he but... just work for no pay or work for a dollar? I don't know. Well, I mean, I mean that's he... still something though. He has a lot of a lot of money. Yeah. I mean, I, I think him slash. I, I'm glad that he slashed his salary. That shows that he does care. But like I said, he has so much money that that cutting it 50 percent might not matter to him as much. So he was well, willing to do it. Well, because he, well because he makes so much. Also, that probably I have no idea what his salary is, but I'm assuming it, it would be the equivalent of millions of dollars. Oh, yeah, I'm surprised it didn't but that's say. A lot of money. Don't they have to? Don't they know if it's a publicly traded company? <clears throat> probably. I'm sure you could find that information. I didn't see it on any of the articles that I read about. Yeah, it. but um, yeah, I don't know. That was, I thought that was refreshing. Yeah. Uh, to see, uh, like I said, if that it was the United States, and you know, if it was uh, EA, he would have not. <laughs> You know, demanded a pay raise and 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 all of his bonuses and stuff. Well, as Corey said last week, the proud Japanese guys are always more willing to either step down or yeah. you know take the pay cut to try and improve the company as opposed to the North Americans. Yeah. Do we want to talk about Nintendo a little bit? Yeah, we could what about it. How they could fix well, everything? Uh, I mean, there's been a few announcements that they're they're going to do some mobile mobile apps. And possibly mobile games, which I, I didn't like hearing. But um, I, I actually tweeted an article that I thought was really good about about Nintendo, and uh, it's, it's, I think it's on my Twitter feed. It's, it's called like Nintendo: A Good Problem to Have, and it talks about how Nintendo has remained kind of yeah, yeah they're a little bit frowned upon, but they've kind of stayed out of the microtransactions debacle uh, that most gamers hate, which is a good thing. Um, and a lot of people say oh, there's not a lot of third-party titles for the Wii U, which there's actually quite a few and a lot more than I thought. Yeah. Um, all, all, all the big releases that came out, or most of the big releases that came out last year also came out on the Wii U. You know, you think of your Assassin's Creed, Call of Duty, Battlefield, I don't think was on. Was no, on. it wasn't. Um, but, I, I, like, I really don't think third-party titles are the problem. You no. know, I don't think people are buying the Nintendo Wii or the Wii U to play the to play your Call of Duty and stuff like that. See, people, I, I feel like people get that impression that they want to see those games on the Wii U, but they're not going to buy it for it anyway. Right. So, like, what's the point of having it on the Wii U? Yeah, and I, that comes down to marketing. And the people who do have it, do you really think they want to play Battlefield, Call of Duty, Mass Effect, yeah. all those games on the Wii U. I I think they just want to play Mario yeah. and Zelda, N- Nintendo games, and then the Nintendo will always have its own unique games. Like it'll you know have games like the Wonderful One Hundred and One, and Bayonetta Two is going to be a Wii U exclusive. Wasn't so. No More Heroes a Wii ex- Wii exclusive? Yeah, that was a Wii which exclusive. is the one a lot of people want. Yeah, so it'll have stuff like that, and the the X, the game that the RPG oh, yeah. is coming out for, it'll have stuff like that that's unique to that system. Yeah. So. I don't think the Wii U. I, I I was initially worried about my prediction for Wii U, but I really do think that they're gonna turn it around a little bit yeah. this year. I stand by my prediction. I, I hope they do. I've always you know, I want to see Nintendo do. I know some people like Corey say that they've just recycled the same thing, but yeah. I like it. Corey, thoughts Nintendo? I don't think me saying they recycle the the same thing is a dis. Well, I guess it sounds disparaging, but. I like it too. Is the problem, right? <laughs> but how long, you know? Yeah, yeah. 
That's true. <clears throat> well, there was a step in the posi- in the right direction. They're they're releasing, uh, which Zelda is it? The Super Nintendo Zelda: A Link to the Past. They're releasing that yeah. onto uh, the Virtual Console, so that's a step in the right direction because that's something that they do have to do yeah. is put more games on the Wii U Virtual Console. It's been out for over a year. I think it's almost two years. Oh my god! Or no, did it? No, it's did it come out? It came. Did it come out late 2012? What the, the Wii... Nintendo Wii U? Yeah, I think it came out late 2012. So it's about, about a year and a half, maybe. It's been out, but. Yeah, yeah, there's not very many games on there, and a lot of them aren't games you would want to buy anyway. Yeah, it, it, it's silly. So I think if they start putting out their old school games on there, that would help them a lot. And they threw DS. Uh, you can now they're going to be yeah. doing DS Virtual Console games, which is great because there's a lot of RPGs that I want to play. Like I want to play Final Fantasy Tactics A2. Yeah, but I don't want to pay forty five dollars to get it on Amazon because it's still expensive. God's sakes, it came out like six years ago. Yeah, it's still expensive. But uh, yeah, that's gonna be awesome if they if they put it down to like ten dollars for those games, eat like ten dollars, I'd pay for it. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think they should throw GameCube on there at some point. Yeah. I hope they do. Yeah, because I want to play games like Double Dash, and there's so many like GameCube games on there that I, I love to play. But yeah. and then marketing, I think that it was mismarketed from the start. Yeah, first of all, with the name. <laughs> Most people just think it's like a, an upgrade for the for the Wii, you know. Even if they call it like Wii Two, that would have been fine. That's that was someone's suggestion in, in a comment I saw. It should have just been Wii Two, not Wii U. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I I really like my Wii U. It's gotten quite. It's gotten way more use already than I've only had it for like six months, maybe. Yeah. But it's gotten way more use than my Wii ever got. Yeah. I mean, my Wii, I barely used it all. Yeah. My Wii, it's gotten way played. more use than your PS4. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, I've had it longer. I've only had my PS, not, you know, not even two months. Yeah. So, yeah. or no, just a little over two months. I, I mean, once Smash Brothers and Mario Kart, and if they come out with another Strikers, and, you know, all those start coming out, I'm probably going to be playing the Wii U a lot. Yeah, I just borrowed Zombie U from Will. Yeah, I feel like we, we, we've been saying that, though. I feel like we've been saying, well, as soon as Mario comes out, I'll be buying it. See, I did. I don't, people haven't been buying it. <clears throat> yeah, that's because people said that about the Wind Waker HD as well. I Once, bought it. Yeah. I did, too. But And it's really good. Oh, I mean, no, I mean, people haven't been buying the console for that yeah. stuff. You know? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe they're banking on the Mario Kart and the Smash Brothers at this point. I would have thought they were banking on the new Super Mario World. That's what I thought, too. That was the game. And it was a really good game. Yeah. I don't know. We'll yeah. see. Yeah. Maybe it will take a Smash Brothers to get everybody into it. I think it has, so. It just that's has to help. it just they just have to have a game that's like part of the conversation, you know? Yeah. And I don't think that's gonna happen by them recycling the same stuff. Yeah. As, as good as those games are and probably could continue to be indefinitely, I just I feel like it's more than that now. It's more than just good games. Uh, yeah, it's almost like it's almost like you have to be a part of the like zeitgeist, you know, a, a part of the conversation for <clears throat> for people to really latch on. And yeah, but don't you think part of the? I mean, I don't know. It, I guess this comes down to advertising, but uh, I mean, all the advertising dollars are probably coming from your Microsofts and your Sonys. So don't you think that that fuels the the discussion a little bit? You know, more towards those systems and their games I think, as opposed to uh, like uh, Nintendo. 
how do I phrase it? I think community-driven things are worth way more than any marketing budget. Right. So can you, know, you look at what's that? Well, so like community games, like um, like an Animal Crossing kind of. No, more more so like like look how um, you know like what Twitch does for the MOBAs and uh, the Daisies and you know the viral videos of the Daisies and the Rusts and uh, <clears throat> like the modding tools in uh, like a Skyrim that has kept that game part of the conversation since it came out four years ago or three years ago. Yeah. Um, I just think that has more of an influence on things nowadays than it ever has before, and Nintendo doesn't have that. Yeah. You know, it's part of the conversation when the game comes out and the reviews come out, and then that's about it. Yeah. Well, do you feel like a game like X could be? Well, that's not going to be a community-driven game, but that seems like it's going to be a different game. Do you think that... It it could be. I mean, and I think... think I guess the closest would probably be Animal Crossing. Yep. Uh, because you did hear a lot of the conversation and a lot of cool like posts on Reddit and on the forums and stuff of people saying like funny stuff in this game. And I, I would say of all the games they put out on the Wii U, that was probably the, the closest yeah. um, to being one of those games that people want to hear about and, and see because it's you know there's some cool, interesting stuff happening in there. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Okay. Just a thought. Word. All right, what else you got, Corey? Um, Square Enix, speaking of, launched its collective platform. I'm kind of interested in your guys' opinion on this. Uh, I did a little bit of research on it. Uh, their collective platform is just a way for users to support indie games. Or, or it's a way for Square Enix to support indie games um, by crowdsourcing the you know, what people want to play. Uh-huh. Um, so users can vote on which projects they want Square Enix to help along. And that helping could entail uh, essentially just big studio resources that a small developer wouldn't have. Uh, it could be, you know, like a, a marketing strategy or, you know, even some if they need talent for something specific, they could probably help out with that. Right. Um, and actually I was surprised at how much hate that whole platform was getting. Yeah, that's uh, weird. Because I guess some people crunched the numbers and found out when all is said and done, if one of these indie games becomes super successful and ends up on Steam and all this stuff, everybody's downloading it, Square Enix would get a 40% cut of the profits. Right. How well, do you guys feel about that? I don't know. It, it sounds to me a little bit like Steam Greenlight. Yep. Um, but I don't... I mean, Steam gets a cut of probably any game that's sold on its platform, so that that's uh, along those lines. The yeah. difference is, is I don't think Steam, other than hey, these games are coming out on Steam Greenlight, I don't think they help at all. Nope. So there, there's that difference. I guess that you know when, when you're making your game and you're hoping it gets on the the Square Enix uh, platform, I guess you know that's a risk you have to take. You know, if your game's going to sell well. Uh, you're gonna have to provide a cut of the profits to Squeenix, and it's—I mean—it's completely voluntary. Yeah, is the thing. Yeah, um, I thought it was great. I mean, I—it's—I think it's good that Square Enix, you know, grant they are taking a forty potentially forty percent of the profits. Well, I think it could be as low as ten percent. You, um, you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. Type type of deal, you know? Yeah, you know, I think there's a lot of small developers out there that have great ideas and have great concepts and maybe even a great prototype of a game. Uh, and just don't know what to do with it. And I think if your idea is that good and you don't know what to do with it, you'd hate to see it squandered. You know, it's voluntary right. uh, to try and get it on 
Square Enix Collective Platform, and if it really takes off, great. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I have no problem I guess with that. It, I guess there is a little bit of a gamble involved, but I don't know. Well, there's a gamble anyway if you're making your own game and hoping it, it, it goes big, you know? Sure. It's the na- nature of the beast. It's the nape of the nap. Yeah. Nah. Nah. Okay. Uh, Will, you have anything else? Uh, I don't. I can look if you have another nah, one. No, that's right. I got no. another one. All right. Uh, Squad, the makers of Kerbal Space Program, are teaming up with NASA and Teacher Gaming LLC to make a more educational version of their rocket-building sim. Uh, Kerbal Space Program players will be challenged with landing astronauts on an asteroid. The goal is to promote engineering and science in games. Now, this is not the first time I've heard something about about this, and I think this is going to be... Um, more popular in the in the days in the days coming that uh that that kind of gamers are crowdsourced a little bit to solve problem real world problems uh we saw that a little bit with the moon moon base alpha with nasa uh there, someone was also supposed to be making a game where you balance the u.s budget um yeah. so i i think that this is this is kind of be you know gonna be along those lines because i guess uh nasa is supposed to do uh a mission in like 2025 or something like that where they land a uh an astronaut on an asteroid so you know they may end up using some ideas from this video game you know which i I forget um i can't remember what it was but somebody was trying to crack like the hmm, some disease or something like that it's like they, they they were trying to crack the code of the AIDS virus or something like that, and they right. turned it into a game. Uh, and it was this thing that was just puzzling scientists for all these years, and they like made it a game, and, and it was figured out within like two days or something. Yeah, um, exactly. I think gamers. I think that's a great idea because uh, you can never underestimate the the tenacity of a gamer who is trying to solve a problem. You know, uh, they yeah. will they will spend every spare second of their their free time which for some gamers is a lot of time yeah. uh, trying to solve this problem, you know? That's, I mean, I always talk about the book, uh, or in the person, Jane, Jane McGonagall, McDonagall, McDonagall. I think that's her last name. Yeah. Uh, she has a great Ted talk where she talks about gamification and, and why gamers are good at what they do and how they can be empowered to, to make, uh, good changes in the world. Yeah. It's, uh, uh it's crowdsourcing essentially. Yeah. Well, it's it's also more than that. It's also the the physiological aspect of gamers. You know, right? What makes gamer? What makes a gamer a gamer? And and how can the qualities that make somebody a gamer be applied to real world problems? Right. It's the it's the ninja focus that gamers have that cause they sure. can focus on a task so hard for and tune out everything else for hours and hours and hours and, and hours enjoy on it. and enjoy it exactly. I get so distracted whenever I try to do anything. I don't know how they do that. What? People have that focus. Oh, I have. When I'm playing a video game, I tune everything out. Cocaine. I, I don't feel hunger. I don't feel <laughs> tired. I don't feel anything. Oh, I just man. play. I think I have a problem because I have to at least like look at my phone at least you have, once. You have ADD. You need Adderall. <laughs> <laughs> like the Seattle Seahawks corners. Right. Yeah. So, that, yeah, I thought that was interesting. Uh, I I actually put Kerbal Space Program on my wish list. I'll 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 be getting it before too long. I kind of want to wait till it's quote unquote finished. Yeah, or closer to being finished. So that's been in early access for a while. Yeah, it'll be. I guess it's not. Squad is not a tr- uh, game developer. They're so, uh, they're a marketing <laughs> company in in Mexico. I read. 
And they took a shot at a game? Which I thought was interesting. Some of the employees started making a game as, like, a side project. Oh, that's awesome. And that's how Kerbal Space Program came out. (laughs) That's so cool. Isn't it? Wow. I still haven't played that. I still have to... It's, yeah, I put it on my wish list. I'm going to buy it before too long. I almost bought it when it was on one of the uh, Steam sales. It might have been yeah. the summer sale. Yeah. I thought about it, but I didn't pull the trigger because yeah. it wasn't done. Okay. Uh, Corey, anything else? Uh, just one last quick one. PS4 will allegedly support PS1 and PS2 game emulation. Did you guys see that from this past week? Yes. I did. Uh, this is according to a report by Eurogamer. They apparently had a close source uh, that... that them that uh not much is known beyond that but uh i guess this is just more uh more of a conclude or what's the word i'm looking for uh i don't know way to solve the backwards compatibility issue in addition to the playstation now stuff. yeah so that's great i i mean with with the huge backlog that they have or, or uh you know yeah backlog of games it doesn't hurt to get them out you know yeah. I need to play yep. the first Spyro. I never had a PlayStation 2, so oh, yeah, that's uh, true. I missed out on a lot of games there that I'm sure I would love. So It's called uh, You Can Get an Emulator, Dan. Just You just got to rip the BIOS from your old PlayStation 2. No, I know. I, I actually have a PlayStation 2, most of a PlayStation 2 emulator on my computer. But you're right, I don't have the BIOS from uh, uh, you know a PS2 laying around. So... I can get you one. I'll do that at some point. I'll just buy one. I wonder if you could just buy a BIOS file. You'd have to be a real scuzz to sell that. <laughs> Selling your PS2 BIOS file <laughs> on eBay. <clears throat> okay. Anything else? Nope. I think that's it, right? Okay, we'll take a quick break and be back with what we played right after this. Welcome back, everybody, to episode 132 of the Thumbstick Athletes podcast. We are now in what we played this week. Uh, Will, what did you play? Uh, I played I don't, I played 20 minutes of the Banner Saga, but we're going to do an episode on that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't play it enough to get a good, good feel I- for idea. Um, uh, I, oh, I should mention this. Tomb Raider uh, came out for the PS4, but I was at my friend's house, and he got an email on Friday, it was supposed to come out the following Tuesday, that GameStop released it early. Oh, yeah. And GameStop cl- closed at 9, and it was 8.30 uh-huh. when he got it. Uh, so we rushed to GameStop, and I ended up buying it a few days early. Oh, okay. Uh, but it, that, I think that game's tied for dust for my 4 in February. I think. 
It's, okay. it's either that or Dost right now, so I didn't play it. Okay. You know, yeah, you didn't want to get a head start if that was going to be your game. Yeah. Yeah, I don't blame you. The way I look at it, though, is I'm going to play that game regardless of 4 in February. Right. So. Well, if it's a tie, then maybe you default to Dust. Yeah. Or you get to choose. The person who gets the tie gets to pick. Yeah. Okay. But that's... Play anything else? I played Flappy Birds, but I want Corey to t- <laughs> play it before I talk about it. Okay. But other Flappy than, Birds cost money? No, nah, it's, it's free. All right. But, yeah, that's it. Okay. Uh, I will go next. I played New Super Mario Brothers U. I like to have a game that I can play a little bit during the day, um, you know, with, with, with my son around and my, my daughter asleep or whatever. Um, uh, so I, I never play my, you know, my shooters or my violent games at that time. I always like to play either something on my 3DS that they can't see or even on the Wii U that they can't see. Uh, but I decided to play Super Mario, New Super Mario Brothers U. Because uh, we we bought it with our Wii U and I never really played it, uh, I beat it. Hey, I beat it. Thank you. Uh, not too impressed with it, um, to be honest. As far as platformers go, um, Rayman Legends is head and shoulders above New Super Mario Brothers U. Um, I will agree with that. Head and shoulders. It, it's very slow. Um, it, there's also a lot of backtracking if you die. Uh, like towards the end of the level or, or just about as you're get going to get to the, hit the midway point And it's like the, the save the flag. Um, I thought the graphics were really good. I just th- didn't think it was different enough from new super Mario brothers. It isn't for the Wii, <laughs> which is unfortunate. Um, it, like I said, graphically it does look a lot better, but gameplay wise, it's, it's very similar. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wasn't thrilled with it. I couldn't wait to get it done and, and be done with it. Um, I do have our, however, like the flying squirrel Mario. Um, I like how he can glide and kind of kind of float up, and then he can grapple onto walls too, which is cool. Um, but yeah, I, I I struggle with. I'm not very good at Mario, so that kind of fueled my my distaste for it. Yeah. Um. So, and you know, me and my wife still every few nights we'll play Rayman, and it's just so good that Mario Brothers that Mario Brothers can't come close to it. Um. And I said they should have launched the new system, the Wii U, with a 3D Mario. The Super Mario World yeah. should have been. 3D the, World. Yeah. Uh, much, be- much better game. So, yeah. I was glad to get that over with. Um, I also played Bioshock Infinite again. Yeah. Uh, talking about it last week with, you know, with Eric and, and how much he liked it. I really, really wanted to play it again. So, uh, I did. I played it and I beat it. Yeah. Hey. Thank you. Uh, what a fantastic game. Uh, I really wish I had played it again last year. I would have put it higher on my game of the year list. Uh, it probably wouldn't have finished first, but probably second for me. I think I put it at third under Saints Row, but I probably would have put it uh, ahead of Saints Row. Um, I know I had talked about not really caring that much for the shooting stuff before, but, uh, playing it again, I really enjoyed every single bit of it. I didn't have any issues with the with the gun the gunplay or uh, anything like that. I found myself using the vigors a lot more uh, than I did the yes. first time through. The first time through, I just kind of shot everything, but I tried to mix up and get creative with the, with the vigor uh, vigors and guns and stuff. And it was it was a lot more fun to play that way. I think. Yeah, I'm, I think that's how it was designed to be played. Yeah, I mean, you guys said that there aren't very many creative ways to fight in that game when you first played it, but. There definitely is. I yeah. felt like yeah, yeah. 
Um, and I was just I was glued the entire game. I, I was very sad when I beat it, um, even though I knew everything that was was going on. What a good game! Yeah, uh, it's just brilliant, brilliant game. Absolutely loved it. I, I think it was much better the second time playing through. You know, knowing what was going to happen. Um, you knew I, was... pi- I picked up a lot on a lot more things than I did the first time through, obviously, because I knew what was going to happen. But man, such a good game! Yeah. So I, I'm glad actually that that won our game of the year. I think it's very deserving of game, of, boy. game of the year. I'm glad to hear uh, that. Amazing game. So yeah, good stuff. Corey, thoughts? It just, it just has a has the flavor of like already like a just a classic. Oh yeah. Game. Definitely, you know. I can't wait to play it again. To be honest with you, I'm gonna, I'm gonna probably play because I played it in medium. I'll probably play it in hard mode. Yep. Um, and then I'll maybe if I get brave, I'll do 1999 mode. But mm-hmm. I do want to. I want to get all the. I got close to getting all the the voxophones. That's impressive. Uh, I think I had there was 80 in the game, and I think I found like eight, uh, 74 maybe. So I wasn't that far away. Wow. But yeah. I spent a lot of time trying to search every nook and cranny uh, for everything. Yeah. Did but. you do the tele tele not the telescopes the tele yeah I, I got a lot of them I didn't get the, I didn't get all of them the sightseer achievement yes yeah, I did I didn't get all of that no I came close you but. have to do the DLC too yep I'm gonna get the season pass for the DLC so I can play the DLC too the second episode I think is coming out soonish yeah I saw a trailer for it so yeah. but man amazing game yeah I actually can't wait to play it again. <laughs> nice it was it was so good uh but yeah i'll, I'll play the dlc before too long probably and mm-hmm. yeah do you feel like you got more out of it this time than you did the first time i think so because i understood what was going on yeah. you know kind of when i'm not going to give any spoilers so don't worry about it but but when the ending is happening um the, there's so much you have to keep track of and it kind of comes at you a little bit fast yeah and you're um, just like wait what yeah you really like it's it's cool um, but you really get a feel for how how creative the story was mm-hmm. uh, after you play it the second time. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I actually tweeted after I beat it. I tweeted Ken Levine, uh, telling him how awesome Bioshock Infinite was. Mm-hmm. So I, it's crazy to me because in that uh, the Nerdist podcast, he talked about it and he said the ending. He was just running one day and it kind of came to him like yeah. had a. He said there was one piece of it that yeah. he couldn't figure out how to explain and why he was doing his run. He just is like. It came to him. Yeah. And I was like, that's great. That's, that's a sign of a good writer. Yep, absolutely. Uh, and and the song at the end that they sing during the credits, so good. Yeah. Um, the one that uh, that the voice actors are, are singing, like, kind of casually in the studio. Yeah. Did you just see that oh, part? Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, fantastic. And I actually had never come across that part in the game the first time I played it. Mm-hmm. I didn't pick up the guitar to play it yeah. in the game. Uh, so that 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 part was all new to me. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, brilliant. Well, in the game, uh, when he picks up the guitar, there, I when I, where I did it was where there was a little child like hiding. Yeah, that's the spot. Afraid, and then you start playing the guitar, and he kind of like. I don't think I went in that bar though the first time I played. I think I I kind of I, I, I walked past it and didn't go in it, so I didn't I didn't experience that part. I didn't know that. Uh, yeah, that was that. Like I knew that the song was elizabeth's song you know her, yeah. her quote-unquote theme song but yeah uh, when they were singing the song at the end i didn't i wasn't familiar with it yeah um but i you know i am now i'm gonna go home because i actually that saw video. that part yeah i favored it on youtube yeah so i can watch i watch it you know occasionally 
because it's so good. And they're just like voice actors. Yeah. So they're just singing and it just sounds so yeah. good. Yeah. So, yeah. Love Bioshock Infinite. Can't say enough good things about it. But uh, moving on, I also played more Rayman Legends. Uh, as I said, still amazing, especially when compared back-to-back to New Super Mario Bros. U. Uh, my wife and I, we 100%ed the first world, Teensies in Trouble. We got nice. all the Teensies, all the Lums, all the all the medals. Uh, beating the Invaded levels gets pretty difficult because they're the timed ones that you have to beat in under 40 seconds to get all the Teensies. So. Ugh pretty hard uh we're also working on unlocking all the origins paintings so mm-hmm. played that uh i also played more starbound uh starbound finally had their update so there will be no more character wipes so i figured now is the time to start sinking some time into it uh i figured i'd play since i you know my character wouldn't be deleted i also didn't want to start anything new right before four in february because i know yeah. that that's at least at first, while I kind of get a feel for how long all the games are going to take me, I'm, I don't want to really play anything else. So that's I what I'm gonna, I when I make our graphic, I'm going to put on the uh, on the graphic the how long to be average for all our games. Oh, there you go. Good call. That's a good idea. Um, I beat the first boss uh, in in Starbound and headed to the beta sector, where I landed on an arid arid, arid planet with an avian avian settlement. Uh, which I didn't even wasn't aware that even such a thing existed, like settlements for the different races. Oh yeah. Um, I, I, and I struggled with with the bad guys because I was uh, very under equipped for going to the beta sector planet. Um, but I, I, you know, upgraded my stuff, and then I was walking, and it was really close from where I landed. I just walk a little to the left, and there's the avian settlement where I can buy a bunch of new stuff, and it was amazing. Like you know, all the people were talking to me and. I was like, this is a whole new thing in this game that I wasn't even aware, aware of. Where yeah. it was there. So, yeah. Love Starbound. Yeah, one of my friends was playing it, and he said there was a spaceship of peng- penguins that attacked him. Oh, yeah, that's that's kind of the end of the first oh, section of the game. Yeah. Oh, okay. Whoops. Yeah. yeah. Noob. <laughs> <laughs> I played it for 75 minutes, all right? Yeah. Uh, are we going to play together, Will, when this finally released? Yeah. Yeah, we should. We should. Because I, I think you can have your own, like, server. You that can you make that you base off of, like your computer. How far off is it from being released? This is the final character wipe, so it's got to be close. It, I, don't, I would say it's probably mid beta. Mid beta, if okay. I had to guess. They probably won't launch till. Well, they probably want to launch before the the autumn rush. Yeah. Yeah, I would have to guess summer. Okay. Yeah. It'll come out. That'd be a good time for it too. Yep. Absolutely, because you it's know, a good summer game. Uh, the the high school and middle school kids are are home for the summer, and it's yeah. definitely a good summer game. You're absolutely right. So, uh, yeah, I, I love it. It's it's a great game. So, and that's all I played. What do you got, Corey? Starbound is awesome, Dan. I really enjoyed what I played, but I'm I'm just gonna at this point I'm just gonna wait for release. Yeah, um, me too. I want to be surprised by everything that's in there. You know, I want to yeah. kind of feel it out. I hear you. I do have a, a breaking news. Oh, well. Breaking as of this afternoon, um, Zelda Four Swords Anniversary Edition is free on the Nintendo eShop. Yep. Ooh. So you should get that for your 3DS right now. You should, you should definitely get it. And I imagine the multiplayer part of it is still intact, yeah? Uh, yeah, I would think so. That'll be fun, because me and Jared can play. Yeah. Um. Oh, and Dan, did you buy Mark of the Ninja yet? Is that going to be your game? Do we know? Uh, I already had it. Oh, it was I didn't okay. need to buy it. It's on sale. I was just looking at Kotaku's Money Saver. Oh, yeah. 
during the break. And also, Final Fantasy fourteen A Realm Reborn is $15 on Amazon. So if you're thinking that's, of trying that. See, that's tempting because I feel like my, my computer is going to steal a lot of the games that I would get for PS4 away. Like, I was going to get The Witcher 3 for PS4, but the more I think about it, the more I'm like, I probably just will get it for PC. I have Witcher and Witcher 2 on PC. Why not just get Witcher 3 on PC? I feel like it's hey. going to happen to a lot of games. So, um, I have a couple questions for you guys. Okay. What's Spot Pass, and why does it send me software? I wondered that, too. I still wonder. I don't even know what it is. I don't know. Mm. Okay. Uh, my other question is, do you think it's worth it getting Monster Hunter 3 Ultimate on the 3DS? Oh, that's As somebody call. who's really interested in Monster Hunter, it's 20 bucks right now. You should try it. I don't see why not. You think it's worth 20 bucks digitally? Or should yeah. I just get a hard copies and trade it in at some point? Uh, Amazon might have a sale on the on the the hard copy. Hard copy. It might be like twenty four dollars or something. And it would be worth okay. it for the extra four bucks to get a hard copy. Yeah. So it doesn't take up space on your. I hope I have enough space on my 3ds for Zelda Four Swords. I'm not, I might not. It's like a hundred and some blocks, hundred and eighteen. Oh, that's not bad. I, I probably no, have that. It's small. Because Pokemon um, is, I bought po- the digital Pokemon. It's like twelve thousand or something like that. Jared and I are waiting to get Pokemans. We're waiting until after 4 in February. So. Okay. Nice. Yeah. I imagine I'll have Fire Emblem beat pretty promptly. How how long is it on Dan? Do you know? It took me 38, 43. Uh, I, would say, I would say late 30s, early 40s hours. Okay. Yeah, I'll probably be. I mean, I'm going to be on vacation, so yeah. what else am I going to do during downtime? Right. In between eating and drinking. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, that's all I had to say about that. I'll get into okay. what I played because that's why we're here, right? Right. Uh, I, As I mentioned, I was sick this past weekend, and I just had a hard time getting comfortable playing anything, so I did a lot of back and forth between stuff. Um, two of those games being Rust, and uh, I also tried Surgeon Simulator finally. Uh, my experience with Rust was brief. I tried playing my laptop because, as I said, I just wanted to lay down, but it wasn't quite, didn't quite pan out on the laptop. It was too choppy. Uh, but I sat down and played my desktop. I probably played for maybe 15 minutes. Uh, just quickly looted some shacks, and then I got, I found some, some, uh, some built struck player built structures. I think they're player built. I don't really know because uh, I know very little about the game. I found some structures. Uh, I started hearing some gunshots. Didn't think anything of it. And then I heard somebody's voice say, hey, don't stick around here too long. Uh, I didn't see anybody. I just heard the voice. Um, and then all of a sudden I just got shot and killed. <laughs> and I was like, well, that's about all I, all I want to do with this. Yeah. And I, I turned it off. Okay. That's not to say I won't get back into it and like it at some point. You just weren't in the right mindset to overcome that challenge. No, and it was a noob-friendly server, and the whole chat was just people complaining about how they kept getting killed, and even though they're noobs, like, this is supposed to be a noob-friendly server, why is everybody just killing me and stealing my, you know, one block of wood that I managed to get in 30 minutes? Right. And these people with automatic rifles are just shooting me in the back of the head. <laughs> I just had no desire to deal with that. Yeah. I don't know how the whole server thing works. I think they're player-built servers at this point. I don't know if there's going to be actual game servers. Um, I don't know how they're going to how they're going to control that, but it'll be interesting to see. I I played on a server that had 
I think it had like a hundred people on it. <clears throat> nice. and it was one hundred and fifty max. Okay. Yeah, I got the uh, the last was a hum- humble weekly sale with the Bohemia Interactive with the Daisy. Yeah, so I'll probably try that at some point. Yeah, I'm, in, I'm interested in Daisy. I'm interested. I mean, they're kind of the same same concept. I'm yeah. interested in both of them. The only reason I had Rust uh, is because one of my friends has a Mac, and it's uh, cross platform. Oh, uh, told me to get Rust. There you uh, go. We haven't played together yet, but. <clears throat> Uh, we'll see about that. I also tried Surgeon Simulator 2013, which on paper uh, looked awesome to me. Uh-huh. However, I didn't realize how it actually plays. <clears throat> you ever heard of that game uh, QWOP, Q-W-O-P, the one, the, the yeah, running I, I, simulator? Yeah, I've heard of it. It's kind of like that. Like, you don't you don't control it as you would a traditional video game. You control your arm, your wrist, uh, the panning of it, the twist, the turn, and each individual finger. Huh. And it's really hard. I can imagine. It's kind of funny because you boot it up, and I didn't even know what I was supposed to do, but I just clicked on operations, and the first one was like heart transplant. <clears throat> and it gives you this guy laying on a table. You know, you've got your scrubs on and a glove. And the guy is uh, obviously under anesthesia. And uh, all your tools are laid out next to you, and there's a big cooler, which I was never able to open the cooler. I couldn't quite figure out how to open it. Uh, why? Well, I, I just couldn't get the motion down. Right. But I assume that's where the heart is that I'm transplanting into him. And it was just, it was comical. Uh, I peeled back the sheet and looked at his open, exposed rib cage, and the only thing I could, I was able to grasp was like a plastic cup. <clears throat> I'd like pick up the plastic cup and drop it on his ribs. <laughs> it would just bounce off. Nice. So, I, I mean, I see all the tools. I don't really know what I'm supposed to do with them. I'm not a surgeon. It doesn't give you really any guidance, at least not that I saw. <clears throat> I mean, I could guess at how to do a heart transplant, and I guess that's what the game wants you to do because it's supposed to be kind of silly and fun. Yeah. But it's it's also very hard to grasp stuff and use it. Can you just cut up random stuff inside a guy and, like, kill him? Yeah, I mean, my plan was to saw his rib cage open. <laughs> and just throw away the ribs and just put the heart in and call it good. Suture them up. Stitch them up. <laughs> but I couldn't quite I couldn't quite grasp the saw because it's one of those saws that has finger holes. Because um, you need a good grip grip when you're sawing bones and stuff. Yeah. Um, but it looks it looks like a lot of fun and it looks cool. But I just wasn't in the mood to spend the time to get the. How about <laughs> that game with uh, Oculus Rift and like movement gloves? That's what that I'm talking awesome. about. Yeah. Did you guys see the Oculus Rift video I posted for that game Loading Human? No, I didn't watch it. I didn't realize Good. there was a video attached to it. I saw a little bit of it. <laughs> it's going to be insane. I I literally I am so excited for Oculus Rift. I'm going to buy it day one. I don't care how much it costs. Yeah, me too. Uh, and I really want to buy the Omni, the <clears throat> walking thing. Uh-huh. Even though that's going to be pretty freaking expensive. And where are you going to put that? In my bedroom. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> in the yeah. kitchen who cares right it's coming yeah uh speaking of that sorry to get off topic but i saw there was a kotaku kotaku article this morning about the time water cable studios they have a game of thrones exhibit um and this is in new york right now <clears throat> there's a game of thrones exhibit where you strap on oculus you guys don't watch game of thrones but you strap on oculus rift and it takes you up the wall which is this huge ice wall um that takes place in the the universe of of game of thrones um 
you strap on Oculus Rift and you stand in, you go into your virtual reality world, and in that world they put you on an elevator and they pull you up the wall and you get to look out and see everything. Um, and some crazy stuff happens. Sorry, I keep coughing. All right. Um, and I tried to go. I wanted to go to it. I was like, I didn't know this existed. I want. I would be a great opportunity to try the Oculus Rift. I love Game of Thrones. Uh, I went to the Time Warner cable website, and it said, "Click here for free tickets." And I clicked here, and it's like, "Enter your Time Warner cable account number." I was like, "Are you? Do I have to be an account holder to go to the Time Warner cable studio to see the Game of Thrones exhibit?" Must be. That's what I gathered from it, and that huh. sucks. I use mine. I guess I could do that. I'll have to figure out what it is. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I don't know. But I thought it was cool, and it would be a great opportunity for me to try the Oculus Rift. There's actually also a virtual reality meetup in New York uh, a couple weeks ago. I should join that group. That'd be fun. Yeah. Make some friends. Anyway, back to what I played. Finally booted up Far Cry 3 Blood Dragon. Um... It's sort of a spoof on the 80s action flick. We've talked about this before. Some funny lines in it. Um, it's a pretty cool game, and, and what I equate it to most is, like, because there are the blood dragons in in the world, uh, it's like Jurassic Park. Yeah, kinda. that's what it looked like from the screenshots <laughs> I saw. Yeah, there were a lot of cool moments where, like, I had to do something. But, like, once I did this thing, the dinosaurs would be alerted to... Dinosaurs. Blood dragons would be alerted to my presence, and I have to quick run back to my Jeep and just take off. Um, so it was a lot of fun, and it reminded me of Jurassic Park. Uh, that part of it was fun. I, I don't know. I wasn't crazy about it. Maybe I just wasn't in the right mood. Um, I wasn't crazy about Far Cry 3 either, even though I you know, I liked it, but I wasn't right. crazy like we were about it. wasn't in love with it, yeah. <clears throat> so maybe that has something to do with it. But I, I appreciate what it's all about, and uh, it's only like five hours or something, so I'll probably bang it out anyway uh-huh. uh i did that for a little bit i booted up anno for a little bit uh just wasn't in the mood to figure all that stuff out it does the tutorial for you but <clears throat> it's only so like half the than... battle <laughs> yeah not even it's um, like 15 okay there's so much i don't even know what i was doing yeah i mean i i knew a little bit because i played the older one the anno donna discovery uh the one that takes place in like the 1400s oh that's right when we talked about that. It was an awesome game. I loved that game to death. Um, so it's kind of similar mechanics. Uh, but it'd be fun to play together, Will, because you can do, like, <clears throat> a joint. You know, you both can control one civilization. That's pretty uh, awesome. Yeah, it gets to a point where there's a lot to manage. Um, so that'd just be fun to do with somebody else. But unfortunately, you can't play through the campaign with somebody else, from what I understand. So we could go online and get thoroughly stomped well i don't think it's not even a matter of playing against people it's just a matter of playing you know starting a skirmish against the computer and just oh yeah i didn't think of that civ building kind of thing <clears throat> um mm-hmm. uh where's my mickey you guys are gonna hate me <laughs> nah this is a mobile but game I, yeah i played it and beat it um well done thank you thank you but if i may <clears throat> I three-star at every level because that's kind of the rule when you're playing these games. Uh, the unwritten rule right. that I choose to abide by so you guys don't give me so much shit. <laughs> but not only did I beat the main game, I beat the half 
The Glass Half Empty and Menace of Venice episode pack. Uh huh. And the Van Goofy and Shipwrecked episode pack. <clears throat> so not only did I beat the main game, I beat two expansions just to, you know, make good on the fact that it's a mobile game. Okay. Where's it called? Where's my Mickey? Where's my Mickey, yeah. I'll add that to Sprinkle Islands and Mikey Hook. Where's... Yeah. Maybe I should beat the Stanley Parable again and put that on my list. <laughs> that was at least a... Yeah. Mm, never mind. Hang on. Let me let me beat the Stanley Parable. Hang on just a second. Okay, okay I beat it. I beat the Stanley Parable, Dan. Can you put that down? Yes. Right. Funny. Um... <clears throat> The other game, ah, I didn't even talk about that. It's 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 sort of a where's my what was that game? Where's my oil? Do you guys familiar with that at all? No. Just, essentially, all you're doing is moving. It's a puzzle game. All you're doing is moving water from one point in the the level to another point in the level, and you do that by utilizing like there's pipes that you can push the water through. There's sand that you can burrow holes through so the water can travel. Uh, there's wind and clouds so you can put the water into a cloud and move it with the wind um and every level is unique but one thing i really like about the game that i don't see a lot of games do yeah i like you know the levels and the the level design and and the puzzles are a lot of fun but because it's mickey uh there's a a different animation after every level and each each world is like 20 levels oh wow Um, so that's that's a lot of animations because there's three worlds in the main game and then two in each of the expansions so it's a you know it's a, a nice little touch to add, and I guess there's a new Mickey cartoon out, and I guess it's supposed to sort of go in tandem with that, you know, okay. sort of as a promo. I was kind of I was thing. just gonna say my my son on on YouTube I think uh, came across a Mickey Mouse cartoon that was done in the old style Mickey Mouse cartoons, and it was actually like really good. It yeah. looked like it was from the 40s, but with like modern animation and color. Oh, it, nice. it was really well done. I was kind of impressed. Mickey's all right. Yeah, yeah. Some uh, of it. Get him into Mickey. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, Suck this... your dick for a nickel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's what I'll think of constantly. But anyway. So there's there's Where's My Mickey. Um, okay. Play, also booted up, I have, I mentioned the PS2 emulator in, uh, that I have, and Jared, my roommate, has Final Fantasy XII, uh, the disc, on PS2. So I just put it into my computer and, and ran it as I would uh, through a console and, and played that again. I know I've talked about it in the past because um, I booted it up and just played through like the beginning tutorial. But this time I played a little bit more and <clears throat> it's one I missed. But it's definitely um, I mean, I played I played nine and then I played 13. Uh, I didn't play 10, 12, 11 for that matter. <clears throat> and 13, but it definitely bridges the gap between the older Final Fantasies and the newer ones. Uh-huh. Um, I could see a lot of influence in 13 from 12, now that I played 12. But it's a really good game, and, and I'm not even that far into it. I probably only got a couple hours on it. I, I will beat it. Uh, it's my goal to eventually beat all the, the Final Fantasies, right? Uh, not a, not including the, the online ones. Um, but it's really cool. It's got a, a different battle system for the Final Fantasy. It's, it's act- active, and instead of a battle screen, you're just running around the map. So, uh, yeah, it takes place in the world of Ivalice. Ivalice. Oh, Ivalice. I always say Ivalice. I think it's Ivalice. Thought it was Ivalice. However, it, it might be. Um, but you know, it's just, it's just something about going back and playing a a nice single player JRPG. Yeah. 
That's Which what's so, my roots. That's what's so good about Fire Emblem and soon to be Bravely Default. Yeah, Bravely Default will be fun. I can't wait for that. I've already got it ordered and paid for. I really want it, but I don't have any money. Yeah. Okay. But I mean, that's an old game. Not much to talk about. I'll fill you in as I go. But uh... yeah. I, I I wanted to play the Final Fantasy X Ten Two HD remakes because I didn't I didn't play either of those, um, but they're PS3. Maybe it'll be PS4 eventually. PS Now, bro. I know. That's what I'm hoping. Fingers crossed, anyway. So. Okay. Anything else? Nah. No? Okay. Do we want to get right into feedback? Sure. Yeah. Okay. I'll play the voicemails first. Sure. All right. Here is the first voicemail. Hey, guys. This is Val, Dan's wife. Um, I don't get a chance to come downstairs and see you guys with everything going on upstairs, so I wanted to leave a quick voicemail to say a couple things. Um, I'm a little bit behind the game on this one, but I wanted to mention Dan's Game of the Year pick. Um, I want to thank him for picking Rain Man Legends, and I'm glad he is having such a good time with it like I am. Um, it's really a good bonding experience for us, and I think that it um, gave us some teamwork opportunities that maybe we never would have had before. Um, obviously, besides parenting our children, which yeah. I guess is teamwork too. But uh, maybe Rayman Legends is a little bit more of a fun, less stressful teamwork. Um, so anyone out there that's trying to get your significant others to play video games, give that one a try because I think it is a great game and it'll offer a lot for a relationship. Um, I also want to give a shout-out to Will and Corey and Dan's dad. Um, for all of his work for the Summies. You mentioned that he had done some work, but I saw the envelopes and everything that he did, and it was a lot of work for him, so nice job. And I also want to say Dan is an awesome stay-at-home dad. He's doing a really good job with the two kids and the dog, who can sometimes be a little bit more work than the kids, I think. And speaking of the dog... I want to apologize to the listeners for the random dog outburst that you hear. Um, I'm upstairs taking care of the two kids and the dog, and sometimes the dog just gets a little uh, feisty and feels that barking at absolutely nothing is completely necessary. So I apologize (laughs) for all of that. Um, Thank you guys for doing this podcast. You get me through my work days. Um, when the kids aren't in the room, obviously, because um, I'm a teacher. And uh, <laughs> you guys are doing great, and keep up the good work. Thank you. All right, so, yeah, that was for my wife. Um, yeah, she wouldn't be able to play that with the kids around because Eric swears a little too much. <laughs> a little? I think, I think I've think i been swearing more than Eric. Yeah. Of, of late. Eric's of the most late. vulgar, I think, though, in general. Yeah. Followed by Corey. <laughs> Every now and again, Eric will let loose with something that's very vulgar. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. I dropped the occasional F-bomb. He's not even here to defend himself, Corey. Maybe he's in the chat. That'd be great. Um, but yeah, like, I, I, that, and that was kind of, the, the angle I, I took with my Game of the Year pick was that, that, was the the general experience with Rayman Legends, um, and, and that wasn't even taking into account how good of a game it is. I don't even know that I talked about that, but uh, as far as platformers go, I don't think you could do much better than Rayman Legends. 
Um, and I, I've played a few platformers recently. Um, I think Super Meat Boy is, is pretty close to it. Um, but you know the 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 Mario the Mario two D platformer for the Wii U, like I said, isn't even close. So um, there there's there's that too. So, but yeah, like like if you are trying to get your significant other into into gaming, that's that's a, a fun one to play. Uh, the levels at the beginning are you know are are easy enough for someone that's not a gamer to get into to kind of get into it. Um, but it's also got it's challenging um, if you want to really play it. Like yeah. I said, uh, the invaded levels that that come at the end of, or yeah, you kind of unlock the the invaded levels as you play through in Rayman Legends. Those are really pretty hard. So if you want to challenge, that's there too. Um, but yeah, uh, great great platformer. I've enjoyed every bit that I played. The only thing that's holding me back is playing it on the computer. I cannot use the keyboard. It's so hard. Oh yeah, you have to that you've got definitely got to use a controller. I got to contort my fingers in ways I didn't know my hands could bend to yeah. jump off walls and stuff. It's yeah. just it's hard. Yeah, it's much better with you got to play that with a controller. It's I mean it's designed for the Wii U. That's the best platform to play it on, I think. Um because of the your controlling of Murphy with the with the touchpad. So, but yeah, thank you for that, dear. Appreciated. Any other? She's not alone in that sentiment about. I I talk about how much I love that game too. I mean, I forget. I was going to mention something, Dan, but I I lost it. Yeah. Oh, uh, going back to your your experience with with Mario. Um, I don't think I would like have liked that game nearly as much if I didn't play with Will. Oh. Um. Because... Are, you, are you talking about New Super Mario Brothers U? Yeah, not not Super no, Mario no, no, 3D no. World. Oh, I'm thinking Super Mario World. Yeah, no, it's a different different experience entirely. Yeah, no, the yeah. 3D one is is what I want to play. I think I think uh, that's okay. well done. This is the 2D one that's basically yeah. a copy of New Super Mario Brothers for the Wii. Oh uh, yeah, you sound like me one year ago. I know. Well, I I had said I said when it when that King came out that they should have released the new system with yeah. a 3D Mario because yeah. those are the, those are the best ones I think I mean Mario 64 is still my favorite Mario of all time um, and I, I haven't played Galaxy actually but we oh. have Super Mario Galaxy I think it's sitting on the shelf over there I'll take that up with me that'll be my next uh, kids game that I play What's or the game with the kids with around you? I know I've never both of those games are amazing never played uh, uh, Galaxy. I didn't think about this. I should have let you borrow 3D World and you could put it on your 4 in February list. No, because that's what I'm going to play anyway. Okay. I kind of wanted to hit the backlog backlog for true. 4 in February. Yeah. Stuff that I might not get to otherwise. Yeah, but I would Because I would play you know, 3D World anyway. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Any other thoughts? All right, I will call up our next voicemail. Take a chance on me. Did you guys see that? Hey guys, what's up? This is Chase. Sorry for the slight oh. pause and muting. I used to get rid of uh, uh, audio uh, for news removal. I, don't, I might actually cut it out, but I'm not sure, so this might part not might not make any sense. But whatever, then I might also cut that out. But um, hey, Chase, long time no talk to you, but not to me. Uh, thing kind of voicemail, blah blah blah. Uh, been very odd kind of couple of months for me. Been very busy with. Uh, hobby slash work I've now gotten into. Um, what happened was, and this is actually kind of a cool story, so I'm actually just share it. I um, 
was in my English class, and I like to write a lot. I have a severe anxiety problems. I have to take a huge amount of anxiety medication to keep me on a somewhat balanced level, which is, I mean, I'm not truly balanced, but I'm still suffering from reason for my anxiety and other head problems that I have with other impacting body abilities. I, um, I have to take this medication and, you know, keeps me calm down, but writing really kind of just chills my nerves out, I guess you could say. So, what I do is I just sit down and I write, and so I was in my English class, finished most of my work, when he was just standing up there, uh, talking about Macbeth, which I've already read before, understand completely, so I'm like, whatever, I'll down and just do some writing, and so I'm in the back class, and I'm just sitting there writing, and she comes up, takes my paper, and goes, you can't, you can't do this, so I get after-school attention. <laughs> oh, which God. blows, yeah, I hate it, whatever. So I was writing some random bullshit that I can't remember anymore, and I do that a lot, I write, I have like a journal for writing whatever I feel like writing in, and she ripped that page out and took it, so angry about that. I get after school attention, so if I come back the you know next day, whatever, for my class again, after, after uh, one of my days, I come back at my class, blah, blah, blah. Uh, she's somehow super impressed with my crappy writing that I did, I guess it was above her, I'm in level English, I could, I was actually supposed to be in AP, but I didn't want to write, like, whatever they were writing in there, they were write essays on, like, the first day, and I was like, screw that, I'm just gonna relax and do what I want to do, so I was, like, above and beyond whenever she's writing, and she was super impressed when she submitted it to, like, this contest we do in school, and she, I, uh, came in first place somehow again. Well done. I forgot what I was even writing, I don't even have it anywhere now, and so I had to, so what I got to do after that was, uh, kind of got a free pass in that class and now I'm, I actually want me to write a lot more for the school so I kind of got writing into my school stuff uh, writing short stories and junk which I, I do a lot of what I like I've also kind of been writing a main story but that's just in the back of my mind not really doing anything I do stuff with it every few days and stuff but I, I, don't, I kind of keep that on my back burner with my other kind of junk I've actually been working on and then I actually got a job delivering Chinese food to a you know, just delivering Chinese food, which is actually paid super nice. well, and it's paid off the books, because they don't hire anyone, like, so I get paid all in cash, so it's all real nice, which is totally legal, but totally awesome. Um, <laughs> so that kind of stuff kind of happens, so I got really stuck doing that, but the funny thing is, the paper, as I said, I don't remember what it's called, but I was saving this for later, because I actually do remember what it was called, I don't know why I lied about it, it was a paper about how I, uh, it's one of the papers that I won three times now, you kind of do like a once a week kind of winner thing, people submit, actually a lot of people do submit, it's people like a 4,000 people in our school, so a lot of people do submit every week, and I won, I think, three weeks, but I kept, one paper got, like, hung up, it was a paper on how video games kept me sane, and this paper got, like, put up on the wall of, like, papers they try to keep and show off, and it was about how my life, I probably wouldn't be here if it wasn't for video games, I'd probably be very, in a very different world right now, but video games kept me somewhat in tune with myself, you know, because I, I can't do much with my life, my life pretty much sucks because of, uh, it doesn't suck, I actually really like my life, but I can't do sports or, because my bones are totally, I have a bone disease, which makes me like, if I run forward, if I, if I do, if I do hard running on like, you know, dirt or cement, I can, my knees will just kind of, they can just break, which sucks. And, you know, I can't weightlift without someone spotting for me or my arms can break and stuff like that. So I'm very limited in my ability to do stuff. So, like, biking is easy. Like, I can do I can do for a long time where I start hurting and stuff like that. So I'll take medication for that. Then I also have chemical imbalances in my head, which make it very weird. So I take pills for that, which just stuff like that. It just kind of keeps me very sluggish and tired and junk. So it was really cool being, so I told the story of why video games it just kind of keeps me together a bit. You know, kind of keeps me locked up 
keeps all my parts together maybe it lets me just focus on one thing for a long time and kind of keeps my headaches away and all that kind of good stuff so that's what uh, I, I got nice kind of by that paper one and got laminated video games are a real special part of my life and then some teachers all like you my writing is real cool so that was kind of unique but I was going to say for your four in February to sorry for getting so off topic but I thought it was a, a more unique-ish kind of story and I know this is a long email I talked real quick and it sounds stupid but sorry um, for Eric, I pick Igo because Igo's the coolest game. I always Half-Life 2, I think, is not that great of a game. I think it was great when it came out, but I could really give don't give two shits about it anymore. It just feels like a generic shooter to me now, and it doesn't do anything special. Dan, I pick Mark of the Ninja because that game's awesome. Or I've heard, I actually haven't played it. My friend loves it, and so I'm actually going to play that for my form in February, so I might chime in if I get a chance. Will, Dustin, as you can tell, you said you wanted to play it to me when you chatted with me on Steam, and I... I agree, it's a great game, I played it, I actually, uh, I think I recorded that game too, but I don't record it much anymore, and it's great, I really liked it, it has a really unique story, the way it's told, it's very weird, it's like told in a childish way, it's really, I don't know how to explain it, it has a very odd way of telling the story. Uh, Cory, I pick Fire Emblem Awakening, so I, I effing love that game, it's an awesome game, probably one of the best games to come from the Nintendo 3DS, next to Little Link and Pokemon, but... Fire Emblem is definitely the A plus game to pick. Um, so yeah, I might. I don't know what I'm gonna be playing for four in February. I have a lot of games I can knock out, but I, I'll probably pick them up and tell which ones I'm gonna play over them. But sorry for giving you this very long, very exasperatingly stupid email. So for now, but I, don't, I guess voicemail, not email. Voicemail in a long time. So sorry about this whole long thing. Bye. I guess I don't know. Straight sunny. <laughs> Thanks, Chase, for for the update. Good to hear from me again. Uh, I actually uh, kind of kind of funny that you say games keeping you sane. I tweeted an article from uh, from Polygon um, on our thing, uh, kind of about the the healing power of video games, and it talks about uh, a kid that's in um, like a I think he had like leukemia or something. I don't remember exactly what I think it was leukemia. But anyway, uh, they talked about how um, playing video games allowed him to, uh, along the same lines, like like escape. You know, like it gave him something to focus on, so he didn't he didn't think about the you know the the, the physical pain and stuff that he was in. Um, it also allowed him to socialize with other people if he was playing like an MMORPG. I, he played a lot of video games with his dad to you know once again to, to kind of keep himself. Um, like occupied and 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 I think that's a really important uh, important point and and something that you don't get from other other forms of media like reading books or watching TV or watching movies is you're actually like taking part in what's going on so you're that much more focused on it and tuning out everything else you know whatever it is you may be going through yeah um, yeah I definitely think that's an underlooked value of video games that you don't get from anything else you know yeah like. As you said, that's a very underlooked thing, and I brought that up. I wrote a paper about video game violence mm-hmm. for my uh, final essay in my college class, and I brought that up yeah. um, about how it's actually a really video games are a very powerful thing to people who it's an escape for people that yeah. you know whatever they're going through may it be a bad home life, yeah. you know, sickness, you know, whatever. Just it's yeah. a very powerful thing. Yeah, I mean, to a lesser extent, I, I get that a little bit because you know my, my wife is always like, you know, you you have a hard job staying home and raising new two children if you ever need to like go out and hang out with your friends you know the fine i'm like nah i just need some time with video games and play, i'll play some I'll, video games yeah i'll reset myself i don't want to go hang out with my friends and if you and if you could play you're kidding of course 
play your games with your friends. Exactly. Well, that's that that's my point. Is you know we would if we did do something, it would be play video games yeah. together. So, you know, that's <laughs> along the same lines. So, Corey. Yeah, I mean, I think part of the reason we do this podcast is because of the influence video games have had on our lives. Yeah. Uh, positively. Yeah. Positive influences. <laughs> yep. Maybe a few negatives. Well, sure, yeah. I come up with a few negative influences. My, my addiction to EverQuest in high school is probably a little bit of a negative. Yeah. But, you know, whatever. Eh, sure. Yeah, whatever. I got over it. Depends how you look who at you, negative. We are who we are. Yep. Um, but it's it's funny he brings up, you know, like the chemical imbalances and stuff and how, how video games help him. And my, my girlfriend, actually, she tells me that I, like, I'm the sanest person she knows and uh-huh. she hates it. Uh-huh. Which is kind of funny. Yeah. Do you um, think that's part, but I, I part, mean, partly due yeah. to video games? I don't know. I'm, no, that's not what I'm saying. It's oh. just, I mean, we all have uh, we all have our things going on, you know, and, and, and video games have, have always been, especially for me, uh, uh, <clears throat> an escape. Yeah. That's not even really the right, right way to put it. A distraction, a welcome distraction, um, something to devote time to, and all the things you just talked about. But I, I did want to say... If if you want to send that paper that you wrote to us, uh, we'd love to post it. Yeah, yeah, <clears throat> yeah. If you want to do that, we'll definitely post it. I'd like to have like uh, on our webpage a link for like the Wall of Fame and just post the stuff that makes us happy. Oh, there you go. Yeah, you know, like those articles we used to talk about that just lambaste the people who talk about video game violence and how video games are the devil and stuff. Yeah, that's a good. Idea. <clears throat> yeah, that's a really just good. Idea. People doing good in the world. And as Dan mentioned, it's always good to hear from Chase. Uh, for people that don't know, Chase was our first, at least the first person to write in. Yeah, yeah, yeah he, he was, was our first. I was, was going to say our first listener, but I can't confirm that. Right, first <laughs> feedback submitter. Yeah, almost at the beginning, right? It was probably within the first month and a half, five or six episodes. Yeah, I would have to say. I don't even know how he found us that quick. Yeah, I don't know. Well, we were on when we first launched we were on the itunes new and noteworthy oh yeah when we're in for, our, for, in our prime for being new and, and not necessarily <laughs> noteworthy <laughs> so that's that that's always my joke anyway back in the day yeah when we we're real i think we were on like the second page at one point mm-hmm. of new and noteworthy on itunes so we're ahead of our competitor what was our do competitor you, do you i don't want to say it on air okay yeah, i'll I, tell you i don't air. i don't remember either. i don't remember the name I remember what I can talking picture about the it. logo. I can yeah. send it to you, Corey. They launched at about the same time as us. <laughs> and we just and we got a one star review, so we assumed it was them. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So that was from Chase. He also gave his uh four in February, which I wrote down. Unless you wrote it down, Corey. No, I did not. Okay, I wrote it down. So okay, this is our next voicemail. And here we go. I hope I didn't just close it. Oh, there it goes. This computer is just a little bit slow. Hey, guys. This is Tito from L.A. I want to make sure I make this quick and I don't take up too much time. So uh, I started playing Hearthstone, which came out for open beta. I've never played a, uh, a card deck game like this. This is my first experience with it. I never did Magic the Gathering or even Pokemon from my middle school years. A lot of people would play, collect those cards and play... There was actually a game component to the Pokemon cards. I don't know if people knew that. Um, most of them just collected the cards. 
But um, yeah, the, I've, I've been having a lot of fun. Um, when I was starting, it was very infuriating because I, I have no clue what makes a good deck, and I would just get pissed off that I wasn't getting the cards that I needed. But now that I've played a lot of games in the past week, I'm starting to understand the game styles, the, the play styles, and what makes a good deck and how they can be different. And I've gone on some pretty good win streaks, and I'm having a lot of fun. I definitely recommend it. There's some cool game feature, game modes in it that um, that add some interesting stuff. So I can see from the Magic the Gathering episode you guys did on why you guys were having so much fun with that, um, and I recommend it to anyone else who hasn't tried Hearthstone because it is open beta now, so you can go and download it for free and try it out. Uh, second is I was I was actually a backer for the Kickstarter campaign for Broken Age, the Tim Schafer game. Oh, it was like nice. the first Kickstarter campaign game that did really well, made a ton of money. So, and that was like last year. So it, the game finally came out, and it's got it's getting a lot of great reviews. I was able to get my hands on it since I was a backer a little earlier, and I've played very briefly of it. I've like only 20 minutes. I mean, it's a point-and-click adventure, which I was never a huge fan of, but I love Tim Schafer. I really like Double Fine, and I wanted to support them. And what's cool is, as a backer, I the entire year they'd come out with these behind-the-scenes documentary episodes, so I could actually see the beginning process, and Tim Schafer showed his spiral notebook of all the ideas throughout the years of all the games he's made, and it's really cool because it's very, you know, it's just like, you know, when we were kids and we had our Spyro notebooks and we'd make doodles and write ideas down or whatever, that's very much how he works. It, it's really interesting, especially now that the game, you know, you see him starting from the idea from this notebook, and then they hire all the people they've worked with in the past, and then there was a good, good length of time when things were getting really gloomy because even though they made a ton of money, it ended up being that Tim Schafer wrote too much game, and that's when all the bad publicity came out they ran out of money and had to break the game up into two parts and it started getting depressing in the episodes <laughs> but it's a it's a story about a boy and a girl and what's cool is you can go whenever you want to switch storylines because they're in two different ones in a spaceship ones on a village on a planet and if you get stuck in one storyline you can just go to the other one and continue from there so that's kind of cool but i can't really go much further because i've only i'm only 20 minutes in um, and then finally, I beat Nino Kuni. Don't hey. want to talk too much about it because well yeah. I've already said a good amount. That's but, a doozy. Um, I don't know if Corey got to this point, but there's a certain something happens near the beginning of the game, and I don't want to spoil it, even though it's near the beginning of the game. But if he knows what I'm talking about, it's a kind of a tragic event. But I was hoping that the story would go in terms of a Pan's Labyrinth. Um, kind of approach on how the girl viewed her world um, along the same lines in, in Nino Kuni. And hope, maybe he knows what I'm talking about. I don't know. But it doesn't really take that approach. But either way, the story was still really good. The battle system, I will talk a little bit about because maybe Dan or Will, since they like Pokemon, will want to try Nino Kuni. It's very chaotic because it's a mix of Pokemon and Final Fantasy XII where you collect these creatures called familiars and you can have three people on your team and each person has three familiars and you can pretty much pick whoever you want to control the humans can even take part in battle but the thing I didn't like is whoever you're controlling 
the computer takes over the other people and so you don't have too much control in how you're battling if they make a sequel they should really think about having playstyles and strategies and combination like combos with familiars one one familiar does this and it can combo with another familiar's attack kind of like chrono trigger mm -hmm. um but it's not like that at all because once you take control of something the other characters start doing whatever the heck they want and it's just very chaotic and they kind of fix it later in the game with some abilities that you gain but other than that it was kind of sometimes frustrating because you can't do what you want in battle all the time but um, it was definitely a great game and what's cool is once you beat it there's a lot of extra features post game that you can do like hunt down creatures and fight them or collect super secret items or you know little mini games that they have so if anyone wants to try it, it's, I, I really enjoyed it. I know Corey wasn't a huge fan of it, but it is a great game um, to me. And uh, Dan and Will, they might like it, or whoever else is interested. That's all I have to talk about, and I'll see you guys around. All right. Thanks, hey, Tito. This is Tito from L.A. Oh. Um, so I got a What's it on? Repeat? Couple weeks, I have finally it's part two. Far Cry 3. I don't know what happened. Is that old? That yeah. sounds old. Yeah. yeah. Far Cry 3. Um, yeah, it was a great game. I had a Let lot me of figure out how to shut that off. First. I hadn't played it in months. <laughs> Press the X, I Dan. You just listen to it again and, uh, and I really wanted to comment on it. <laughs> we could. See, this is the problem is, is this is on Linux, and I don't know how to stop it. Just press the space bar. Yeah, they can't reach it. Can you mute it? Well, that'll mute you. Hey! I got it. Okay. <laughs> Sorry for that little delay there. Sorry, we need an intern. Tyler. <laughs> I know, someone to control and someone who knows how to how to run Linux. No, uh, no, no. Just what? someone to yell at when something goes wrong. Oh, good call. Uh, 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 whipping boy. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so Tito talked about Hearthstone first. Uh, it's his first, first card game experience. I, want, I wonder, Tito, if that's going to get you into, like... Magic the Gathering, maybe once, once you know, after you play that, maybe you'll want to play. Like I said, the I guess kind of the king of strategy card games is, is Magic the Gathering. It's been around the longest, and there's a few others, but uh, Magic is kind of the the go to. Maybe you'll want to give that a try because Magic, I mean, Magic 2015 is probably coming out before too long, right? Ah, is that right? I think they come out in the, they come out early. Jeez, and it's, it's only ten or fifteen bucks, I think, when when it comes out. I don't know. Do you think is Hearthstone going to be free to play? It is. I think it is. Okay, so I mean, that's I guess Which that's is, that, ga that game's going to be huge. Oh, I agree. I I I I really liked it. I liked it a lot. Uh, right. I played beta round one. No, mm -hmm. I don't think it was that early, uh, but it was a few months ago. Um, my strategy was I used the sorcerer deck. Uh, I think it was the sorcerer deck, and I went for the the throne card that once you it was only four I forget what they're called now four crystals or whatever uh, and once you played it it subtracted the amount of crystals you need to play the rest of your creatures by two oh, uh, so you and could, if I got two of them out there man I was set so you could summon lots of stuff yeah but I had to get a good draw <clears throat> okay but it, it, there's a lot to like about that game and. Um, they mentioned in the chat how awesome arena mode is. Arena mode is awesome. Uh -huh. uh, it is the kind of thing, even you know, it's free to play, and you can spend some money if you want, but you can enjoy it without spending money. It, yeah. it essentially has all the features uh, the Magic the Gathering game has okay. free, uh, and then this added arena mode. Okay. 
I, I yeah, I've heard good things about it. Uh, the only thing I've heard is that once you get to a certain level, there's no more tinkering. I guess you could do. That's only the only complaint I've ever heard from people about it is that was once you get I, I think, su- super high level, like you're you're you only run into a handful of builds that are viable. Um, to to compete at a at a high level. That's that's what yeah. I've heard. I I don't know. I think part of the issue with that, Dan, and as I think I talked about it on this podcast, is that um, well, first of all, it's a balance issue to start, and that's probably why you know they're still in beta why it's and all still that beta, stuff. Yeah. Um, but <clears throat> there's less options. Um, part of it is is the gameplay itself, and part of it is just you know there's only a limited amount of cards. Like Magic: The Gathering, you there's just limitless decks and strategies you can build and make. Right. Uh, and this one, you choose a hero and you have to make the deck based on that hero's cards, which isn't very many. Um, like you said, when you get to that, people find the one or two strategies that pretty much work all the time and just exploit the hell out of them. Right. Well, like you said, that's probably something that they'll iron out <clears throat> as it comes out of beta. Right, but in... in one, one of the... What are, was it last week we talked about this? How there's such a thing as too much balance? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I just, I, I don't know. That's the problem. The issue that I have is I feel like this game is, it's too limited right now uh-huh. to really be, you know, a Magic the Gathering with, with just limitless strategies and stuff like that. Right. And that's just something they'll have to iron out, and I assume they will, but it's a really, it's a really fun game. Good. I will give it a try at some point, no doubt. Probably not in February. I'm gonna I, I'm gonna be uh, doing my working on my four in February games, of course. Uh, and then he was a backer for Broken Age, which is Tim Schafer's game. Uh, obviously, the the point and click adventure that was recently released to pretty rave reviews. I don't know that I've seen any negative reviews for it. No, I didn't see any. Um, he had the documentaries that came with it, which I think is really cool. Uh, to see behind the scenes for some of the creativity of these people is insane. Uh, and I can imagine looking at his notebook. Um, with doodles and stuff in it like that would be amazing to me because i am not artistic at all so someone's doodles look like a masterpiece to me you know yeah so that that's that's a cool feature that you get out of uh out of being a backer for for that game it's good that they showed everything that went into it like the depressing times when they were just like because it happens yeah you know that i'm sure that's uh kind of a normal-ish thing to happen during a game development cycle you know especially for a a small studio like like um um what's the name of the studio double, that did that double fine double fine thank yeah. you yes so excellent uh and then he beat Nino Kuni well done Corey do you know what party's talking about with the the tragic so. thing at the beginning happening I think so but I I thought what he's referencing happened right at the beginning oh I could okay. be wrong it's been a while I mean wouldn't that game come out 2011 Nope. No, you played it last year for yeah. four in February. Yeah. Doesn't mean it came out then. It came out and it came March. out shortly before. Yeah. Oh, maybe like uh, March or something. It it might have been late 2012 that it came out, or maybe okay. early 2013. I think you had it in a category. Yeah. For last year's thummies, I think you did. I don't. I don't recall. Yeah. But even when he's talking about it, it's like ah, I want to go back and play it. Right. But I know for a fact I just didn't. You know, I didn't didn't click with me. Yeah, he said it was. Uh, he wanted it to go in like a Pan's Labyrinth direction. Now mm-hmm. I haven't seen that movie in a long time. I don't remember that much about it. You remember Pan Pan's Labyrinth? I could. Yeah, I, I love that movie. Yeah, 
I I really liked it too. I don't I don't. That's the one with the that's in Spanish with the subtitles, right? Yes. Okay. I don't know the direction it ended up going in, so I can't comment on that because I didn't beat it. But right. <clears throat> that's the kind of way I I felt it was going. Okay. Yeah, I think that's what he's saying. That that's how he thought it was going to happen, but okay. it turns out a different way. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm sure I would like Nino Cooney. That seems like it's something I would enjoy. I was gonna say I think Dan you'd you'd like it the most out of any of us. Yeah, if it comes out for the PlayStation Now or if they do a PS4 release, I I will buy it. Um, because I do want to play it. I'm RPGs. That's my thing. Yeah, generally. Okay, so thanks for that, Tito. All right, let's get into our written feedback. Or do we want to tabulate our? Oops. Do we want to tabulate tab tabulate our four in February? a lot of write-ins huh yeah i got them all right here oh you're already set with those yep we just had to add people write in on facebook and yep i got everything okay all right so eric is looking like eric's looking like half-life 2 is his game there is, yep, Half-Life 2 for Eric. Me, I got Mark of the Ninja. Okay, I'm uh, I'm I'm one more for Mark of the Ninja than Hitman. Hitman was was my was my other game that that a lot of people picked, but I'm Dan, one, Dan, one Dan, more. Dan, Dan, yes, Dan. yes, yes. There was a vote in the chat. Oh, oh, okay. From I forgot. Did I they almost forgot? <clears throat> from Valerie. Oh, not your wife, Valerie. Right. The other Valerie. Yeah. She actually asked uh, not too long ago, "Was it too late to vote?" And I said, "No." No, not at all. So she said, "Half Life Two for Eric." Okay. Yeah, that's Eric's winner. That that is Eric's winner. Yeah, yeah. That uh, one won by a lot. And for, and for you, <clears throat> where is it? Where is it? Where is it? I can't find it now. Oh, Corey. Sorry, that's fine. Really dropping. The how ball. how dare you? Um, uh, Hitman for you, Dan. Oh, so it's a tie. <laughs> does that mean oh, I get no. to? Does that mean I get to pick? I don't think so. How does it work then? We have to beat uh, both of them. Could we text somebody right now and say which should Dan play? I can do that. Yeah. I could text Dad. Oh wait, no, you ha- didn't you text uh, Corey? Um, votes. Did you from include the friends? votes from last week, Dan? Yeah, in the chat. Yeah. Well, uh, well, I, most of them. Uh, uh, no, I don't, because Tito voted right in in the chat. I emailed you guys. Remember? Wait, did you? Okay, so so mine mine would have been mine would have been Mark of the Ninja, but I think Jake put his on the um, website on the website too. So I have those here. Because well, it's all right if they voted twice as, in different spots as long as they voted the same. It doesn't. Okay. Yeah, it's the same game. Influence. So yeah, for me, it w- it. for me, it would be Mark of the Ninja then. Hey. Okay, so well, it would influence things. Mark of the it? Ninja. Um, or did you count the vote with one of my friends that I forwarded to you, text message wise? Dan, you had two. Yeah, two already for Mark of the Ninja. Episode. Yeah. Yeah. So it is Mark of the Ninja. It is Mark of the Ninja. Yes, right. which is good because I in- I installed that. Because that's what I thought it was going to be. Because that already had had a head start, you know. 
Almost had an audible. <laughs> I know. I, I would have. Like, I think you should play Hitman at some point too. I think you. I think you'd like. It. I will definitely, no doubt, because <laughs> it's a you know a newer game and still still people love it. So, mm-hmm. uh, Will is looking like uh, we got Tomb Raider, Tomb Raider, Dust, Tomb Raider, Dragon Age, Dust. And what was your votes for last week? Will had two Dust, two Tomb Raider, one, one for Dust, one for Tomb Raider. Okay. Dang it. So that is... Tomb Raider by one? And yeah, three for Tomb Raider. One from the chat today for Tomb Raider. Okay, so Tomb Raider it is. All right. Corey, I think we figured out yours is Fire Emblem. I think yeah, we only got uh, one one vote that wasn't Fire Emblem. That was Pokemon. We got one for A Link Between Worlds, too. Uh, another one for Link Between Worlds, the one from the chat today. Yeah, but you got four or five Fire Emblems. And I already had two from before, so. Okay. <clears throat> it's a good thing because I already bought Fire Emblem. <laughs> well, you, that's one you would have wanted to play anyway. So that's sure. a fantastic game. But I would have waited and borrowed it. Oh, yeah. From, yeah, from me or Will. Will. <clears throat> okay. So that's our, our games. Someone should let Eric know his, his game was Half-Life 2. Uh, the next is, was an email from Jeff who says, Hey guys, I've been listening to the podcast for over a year now. It really helps the time fly by at work. Even if it's only a few hours a week, that is huge. Your podcast is probably the best podcast out there right now for video games. Fuck all that IGN bullshit. You are doing the Lord's work. Keep it up. I have never supported a podcast financially, but I drunkenly stumbled across your website tonight and decided the old lady would look good, uh, in your merch. So I picked some up. Hopefully you get a decent cut. You guys deserve it. Uh, deserve to get something out of all the work you put in. So thanks, Jeff. Uh, next time you write in, let us know where you hail from, so we can we so can, we can say Jeff in Topeka. Jeff, Jeff in <laughs> Topeka. Um, Feel free to make up a place. Yeah, make up a place. That's fine. Djibouti, because because we'll remember you know wherever it is. Um, yeah, I'm glad glad you like it. Um, that's what we do. Is I mean, it's I I feel like our podcast is kind of designed to be listened to at work. You know, that seems to be the. I mean, that I guess that's where most people listen to podcasts, right? Is at work. That's where I listen to podcasts. Yeah, I don't listen to podcasts when I'm not working. I don't either. I think that's why, and this is one thing we forget to do. I think that's why a lot of people have requested that when we talk about a game to say the name of the game. Yep when we're finished talking about it and i always mean to do that or say it during and i, I always forget yeah. to and we, i yeah, understand cause, that because that they're, they're right because if your attention is taken away for a second you you know you miss something yeah. and you don't realize you know oh, they're talking about a different game yeah, yeah. i mean and I'll, I'll have a lot of podcasts on just just for the background noise but then something will catch my ear yeah um and if we're talking about a, a video game we liked or something we don't say the name of it again that yeah. could be frustrating yep we have we've been meaning to do that. Uh, I'm glad you think we're doing the, the Lord's work. I've never, <laughs> I've actually never listened to another video game podcast. I've listened to Giant Bomb Weekend confirmed, and the competitor. Okay, but um, <laughs> the competitor. <laughs> I mean, that's a. I like that doing the Lord's work comment. Yeah, that's not, that's a nice nice comment. Uh. There's a lot of uh, a lot of good video game podcasts out there. To be honest with you, I guess um, let us know why you like ours. You yeah, know, what what separates it for you? I wasn't aware IGN had a podcast. I mean, I guess I'm not surprised, but I wasn't wasn't aware that they had one. I think they all do. All the gaming websites. Yeah, probably <laughs> Kotaku. 
I think yeah, I forget. It's, uh, I forget what it's called. Dang it. Um, I've never supported podcasts financially, but I drunkenly stumbled across your website tonight and decided the old lady would look good in your merch. So I picked some up. Hopefully you get a decent cut. You guys deserve to get, you guys deserve to get something out of all the work you put in. Well, thank you. Yeah. Um, I actually have to look again and see what, what kind of stuff we have. I, I wanted to, to put, to put up more stuff. Um, I think we, we don't, we don't get that much from it, but you know, it's enough. No, it's, it, a, it, it's a complete racket. What? Well, cafe it, press. it's it's yeah, it's cafe press. I think we get like under a dollar per item, but that was really more. Uh, so, you know, because their stuff is kind of expensive. You know, I didn't want to add like three dollars onto a shirt and have it cost like twenty, you know, twenty five dollars or twenty eight dollars or whatever it costs. Um, so, so I kept that minimal. That's one of the reforms that's going to be coming to this podcast soon. Yeah, cafe is, press is better merch. I'm gonna. Well, I want people to be able to buy a ten dollar T-shirt. Yeah. No, we should have something like that. I agree. You know, even um, if we press them ourselves, and just offer them for ten bucks. Yeah. It's ridiculous to charge more than ten dollars for a T-shirt. I agree, uh, especially with sites like T Fury that have shirt, you know, awesome shirts that you can only get on T Fury for the most part for eleven dollars. Yeah. Well, we could sublet. Nah, never mind. I'll say that off air. Yeah. Uh, the 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 benefit of Cafe Press is more than just the shirts, though. They they have a lot of like like nice mugs and 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 cups and other other cool stuff that you can get. That and they handle all the shipping. Yeah, exactly. And the, <laughs> and the, and the printing. But yeah, yeah, I think yeah. I mean, their their stuff's nice, but it is a little on the pricey side. But yeah, I, I did want to look at that and and maybe add some more stuff. Want some thumbstick athletes boxers. I think our mom is the biggest uh, <laughs> yeah. patron yeah. of of our merch. Yeah, I've gotten some some stuff. I've got I've got a couple thumbstick athletes mugs, and uh, my son has a thumbstick athletes t shirt, which is cool. There was when I was in high school, there was a couple of thumbstick athletes shirt ro- uh, roaming around. Yeah, nice. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I told it's him great. a joke. Told him to put a sweatshirt on. What a joke we are! <laughs> How dare you! <laughs> uh, I, I'm glad, uh, you know, I, drunkenly uh, stumbling across is the way to go, right? That's the best way, I guess, yeah. right? Yeah. So thank you. We, we pre- definitely appreciate the support. That's fantastic. Um, I should get my wife. My wife. We had a couple people write in for the first time this week. Yeah. Yeah, we did. Nice. Um, yeah, actually, uh, Shane wrote in for the first time, uh, saying. Uh, where is it? I figured four in February is a perfect time for first time writing in. So here are my picks, and then he obviously, obviously gave his picks. Uh, Twitter feedback: Rhino Nevermore eighty eight on on Twitter. Who uh, Ryan in Michigan? Who says also Dan? Have you considered ever putting in the original break music? I miss it. I actually wrote him back today, um, and I did put in the original the the music the songs that were written specifically for this podcast by a friend of ours. Um, I did, I did put those in, I, I took them out for a while cause they probably got a little repetitive to people that listened, um, you know, every week for a while they, you know, yeah, just to change it up. So I put in the little, uh, the little, we had, blurbs, music, but... we had music before that though, didn't we? Chip tunes that you put in. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Those songs. That... No, no, no. We had ones before those ones though. Uh... Those were an original. I don't remember. I don't. Remember I don't know which either. ones he's referencing, but I know the ones our friend wrote. Yeah, those those aren't the original ones. I don't know what you used originally, like in the first dozen episodes or so. Yeah, 
I I'm pretty know. sure you just you just got some uh, public domain chip tunes to play. Yeah, but I think he means the the, the yeah in between music, the thumbstick athletes licensed ones. Yeah, exactly. We, exactly. I I keep forgetting to have you do the editing for the. Yeah. The songs I sent you. Yeah. Well, Cuz well, that band just let it, told us we could use their songs whenever we wanted. Okay. By the way. So. Nice. Good. Which band? Danger Kids. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. yeah. We should uh I'm going to reach out to Matt the band soon. Matt the band is the band that does our intro music. Yeah, <laughs> they're coming out with a new CD. I tweeted it sometime this week. Would it be like Hey, uh, I don't know if you remember, but about three years ago, we, we asked if uh, we could use your, your song for our intro, and you said, okay. Just wanted to let you know, it's, it's still there. Yeah. I haven't changed it, have we? I really like their music, too. Really yeah. like it. It's really good. It's funny, because my old roommate, uh, who's in a band, and uh, kind of semi-popular underground punk band kind of thing, uh, knows the Matt the Band dude. Oh, does he? Kevin? Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, because they play a lot in like Brooklyn. Yeah, same same circuits, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, oh, Dan, you should also while we're on the topic, you should also add the Beavis and Butthead intro at some point. Oh, again. I should, I should, I should put that before every episode. Yeah, because that was really good. Yeah, okay. It's five bucks. It's five bucks well spent. <laughs> uh, Idaho Jake says, "Did any of you get chosen for the PlayStation Four Now beta?" Uh, and I messaged Jake, Jake back right away. I, I didn't, uh, at the time I didn't know if anyone else had, but no, no one got picked. Right. I just delete my PlayStation emails because I don't, I just assume I'm not going to be in. So I right. don't think so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. None, none of us, unfortunately, I would really like to try it. Uh, and then Ryan and Iowa says, did Corey ever do a review card for saying Freud? It should be noted it is on sale on steam right now for four bucks. I don't know that sale's still going on, right? till the end of the week. I don't know. Yeah, I should. I meant to retweet him. Right. He yeah. said that, but I forgot. Are you gonna do a review card for it? I don't know, man. I've got so many of you guys' review cards to do. Yeah. So we we have to start doing our own review cards. But you, did you see the? What's that? I was gonna say yours takes priority, Corey. You just jumped the gun over all of ours. No. Did you see the one I did for you for Brothers, Dan? I did. It's very nice. Did you like it? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Looks really, really good. Guess who posted it? Creative inspiration. Yeah, I taught Will how to post them on the web page. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's really easy. Okay. Yes. Yeah, it is pretty easy. Okay. Um, I think that's it for feedback. So thanks everybody for feedback. Uh, and you know, thanks for the the compliments from from Jeff. Appreciated very much. Um, that's why one of the reasons why we do it. You know part of giving back to the podcast community a little bit it is one of the reasons we do it but it's whenever i hear something like that i'm always taken aback well yeah definitely I'm always like what yeah people like us <laughs> i know i'm always a little bit surprised too i'll be <laughs> honest um but yeah but I, another thing too is it gives us an outlet to talk about the countless hours we spent playing video games growing up it kind of makes it uh give us little, an excuse yeah yeah exactly and it's acceptable Right. So, okay. Anyone have any roundtable they want to do? No. <laughs> no. I had a roundtable initially, <laughs> but we ended up talking about it during the main segment. I was going to talk about mobile gaming. 
your hatred <laughs> hatred and how i hope your it's vitriol how i hope it's a bubble but <laughs> you yeah. hope it rots in hell yeah most of it anyway i mean there's some good parts the video game book club that's what tito said in the chat tito from la video what video, it's a video game book club oh this podcast yeah yeah definitely that's a good that's, that's a good comparison absolutely okay well i guess that that's everything for episode 132 right yeah. yeah all right well yeah that'll do it i'm your host dan well i'm Corey. thanks for listening and get out of my basement Bye.